1: It's the new football season And now TV's hit the back of the net Oh it's a stunner As you can get the Sky Sports and Sports Extra Passes Half price for three months Now that's more like it So you can stream Sky Sports, Premier Sports and BT Sport At 50% off and all without a contract It's perfect
2: is
1: world-class. Your sport on your terms. Search Now TV Sports to find out more. 18 plus content streamed via internet. Standard pricing after three months. Further terms apply.
3: Yes, we've got a proper clarity, it's Clint Hill, how are you doing mate, you alright?
2: I'm very well chaps, very well, thanks for
3: having me on. Pleasure mate, thanks for coming on, I need to say you are looking to me, it's the
2: best I've seen you at the bar, mate, you've got a bit of stubble. Hey, it's amazing what retirement does for you lad, isn't it? Richard, you <laughs> young man. Oh, telling you what, I never knew I had this say style in me lads, I, this lockdown has done wonders for me.
3: Oi, what tell, tell <laughs> everyone, what is it you're hiding?
2: Oh, the monkey's arse on top of me head. <laughs> 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 Oi, how's lockdown be- Sorry, what are you saying? It's not a good look, mate, from uh, from up above in the stands when you look at that.
3: <laughs> Oi, I'm usually in the fucking stands, so it'll be me that would see it. <laughs> how's lockdown been, mate? Alright, what's happening? Are you 2 in the missus and kids?
2: Oh, lad, I'm, I'm the worst school teacher ever. I'm just, I haven't got the patience, lads. You, you've saved me an hour from it today, to be honest with you, so thanks for that. But My garden's looking brilliant, I've got a decent tan. Or I'm missing footy.
3: What, uh, what about the boys? Do you get to speak to the
2: boys? Yeah, th- th- there's a group chat there, lads. So, um, And they- they're all cracking on doing their individual programmes and stuff like that. So um, it's just a weird time, isn't it? Nice.
4: There's not much
2: else you can do. You've just got to keep ticking over, keep them. Keep the mentality right as well. And you enjoy batting playing football manager?
3: we got the from that. Oh, you must have been devastated, though, because you were flying, eh? Two oh, points off the yeah. automatics.
2: The lads, the lads were brilliant. You know, I mean, to be fair, from the first moment we've come in, they've been different class. They give you everything they've got. Um, last, the, the first season we were there, we kind of struggled with the consistency. You know, to reach those top six spots. Yeah, but the lads were brilliant. This year, uh, they've gone on to another level. And like you said, they are run a great run of form. I mean, we went away to Ipswich, away to Sunderland, away to Wickham, away to Portsmouth. Just come through a tricky spell of games and, and the lads were flying. Um, so we're in a great spot, and then this has happened. But hopefully, we'll get back up and running soon and, and continue that run. Do you enjoy it? Do you enjoy joining tuning? Ah, Not much, mate. Not much. We, we do the little head tennis comps, right? We've got Baz Nicholson and Stephen Craney on our squad as well. So it's good, lads. Stephen Craney, one angry man in by the way. He can work with people do know where my fiver by the way Because he will be after you <laughs> Is he a tight bastard, does he? Oh, he's Scottish, isn't he?
3: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I was going to say to you See if you do join in Can you do me a favour And boot Paddy what? Madden, please?
2: Oh, mate hey, well, What's he done to you?
3: Nah, he's a great lad To be fair I was on oh. trial at Uva When Paddy was there He's a top man,
2: isn't he? Hey, he looked different then as well Didn't he? have a full head of hair, didn't he? Has, he, not, has he? Oh, I don't know where it's gone Must have been our coaching
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's flying Tony. 20
2: Oh, what a, what a goal scorer he is, by the way just, He gets all sorts of goals, doesn't he? And he, yeah, yeah. to be fair, he, he's brilliant He leads from the front He gets about 12k a game uh-huh, he works his boys work, rate, uh-huh, yeah. work rate's just infectious And it just spreads through the team um, So yeah, he's a great catalyst for us up front Right, let's not give him any more praise Because it will go to that big fat head uh,
3: Joey Barton, How is he impressed you as a manager? i seen a, I seen the wee clips of the documentaries And some of the speeches that he gave the hairs on my balls were standing on end.
2: Yeah. No, he's good. He's good, lads. He is good. And the best thing about him is he's always learning. You know what I mean? He doesn't stand still. So we car share quite a lot up, up to Fleetwood. Get in the car at seven in the morning and he's got something in his head. And it's an hour and a half to the training ground and he's he's on it. Right, lads, we've got to do this. Our shape's got to be different off the ball. This is how we can attack better. This is how we can defend better. And it's just like... <clears throat> He's just continuously on on the front looking to improve, which is brilliant.
3: Do you never just want to sit in the morning and say, Joey, give us that a rest, lad, I want to... Uh.
2: The thing is, I hear it. I hear it first thing in the morning, and then I've got to hear it again when we have a coaches meeting.
3: <laughs> remember this, right mate, we'll go on to your career. 650 games, man. Now, for a guy who barely done a shite in the game, What? what's the secret, man? How did you play 650 games in the top flight as well?
2: you're asking asking someone who didn't have much about him as well lad I think I was just (laughs) stubborn I think I was just very stubborn and I wanted to prove people wrong to be honest with you Um, never thought I'd get to 650 ever ever never thought I'd make it did you know that really? when you were a kid listen I was decent in the school teams playing up front over head kicks hat tricks here and there but once you go up another level and another level it gets harder doesn't it? yeah so not at one point did I think I'd ever make it as a professional I think I carried that mentality on to every day. Every day in my training, I had to prove myself. Had to prove myself. There's doubters. You have to prove yourself again. I think that's what got me to, God, 39. 39 in the end. Wow. Because you were born in Houghton. And I spoke to a
3: few boys from Liverpool, and they said that that's a whole lot. So it was a rough one.
2: I got out of there quickly, though, Sai. I got out of there (laughs) quickly, mate. As soon as I touched uh, touched the steel of the bed, I was out. I went to South Africa for eight years as a kid. Did you? Yeah, so I lived in South Africa for eight years. So as soon as I was born, I was on a plane out to South Africa in Durban. Lived there for eight years. Hell of a lifestyle from what I can remember. And were you playing football like that? Ah, just, just bits and bobs, you know what I mean? Just a young kid. and You're, not, you're, not, you're just finding your feet there. Um, but it was a great lifestyle. I was down on the beach every day and I was on my bike playing football, rugby. It was, it was a great lifestyle. I only, only come back here when I was, I think I was eight years old. I came back.
3: Why did you come back? Just family reasons like
2: yeah, family reasons, and I think my dad's work over there kind of coming to an end, so we needed to get back home to, to see my mum's family. Um, and yeah, we settled back over here. And then Tranmere pick you up. Tranmere pick me up. What a what club! A I used to love playing at Tranmere, mate. Hey, what a ground!
3: Amazing, proper old school football ground, oh, a big stand behind the goal, all Brilliant.
2: Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. And we used to have Friday night footy there as well, which was fantastic. You get a big full crowd. At Prince Park Play Friday night Hopefully get a win And then you'd have The weekend off So you can go Have a good beer as well It's just the perfect scenario
3: What kind of coaching Was it like then At the lower levels At that time Was it
2: just Was advice to you Head it and kick it Oh they didn't want You to blow it through the back did they Yeah I bit. I mean we we had a YTS I started as a YTS Which was When you look back It's it's one of the best times Of your life You had two years With a group of lads Who who, You still talk to now We've got a WhatsApp group now With 26 of the YTs No way and we, we just kind of we just kicked it off now uh, over the last few weeks, and all the lads are chirping in. And some of the stories, man, and some of the things you used to get up to were brilliant. It was a hard school though; it was a tough, tough school. Hey, well, the first team players tough on you, like oh yeah. But the, well, we were first year, so the, the lads above you, the second years, were tough as well. So they drag you into the changing room and say, "Oi, time for you to dance." And we am going, "What? Say dance now, or you're getting filled in, and one of you want you to do it naked." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> Money 16 what's happening here that was a big fear see when you were 16 mate see so getting your banger out in front of the old oh. that was my biggest fear ever man when you were at PE in school you used to hide in the corner so all of a sudden now you're getting your chopper out in front of 16 lads or you're going to get <laughs> filled in
4: <laughs> Bravo,
2: we had a great school man we had a great school some tough boys we had a lad called Paul Tynan big scouse boy striker and a few, of the, a few of the first scene boys used to come in and try and take the piss out the young lads. And he was having none of it. So these two come in and he goes, Nah, not today, lads. Big Paul grabs one of the first scene players and launches him through the plasterboard uh, walls, straight through into the hallway. And he goes, Not today, boys. You, you stay away from us, lads. Today. <laughs> what a hero, man. Mate, he must have been a hero with the YTS boys. Like, He's a legend, mate. He's a legend. <laughs> Absolute legend. But no first team has touched him ever, ever. Were you the same though, Clint? Because you made your debut at
3: 18, so you must have impressed training with the first team. And Was that due to like, your aggressiveness and going
2: through people in training? Yeah, yeah so it came along. It came across quite, quite strange, strangely, lads. I mean, I think there's a few injuries. We've gone to Nottingham Forest. Um, we're on the coach, and John Aldridge pulls me over and goes, son, you're playing tomorrow. And I've gone. I've just gone white. I've gone. Oh, really? He goes, yeah, you're playing tomorrow against Pierre van Hooydonk and Kevin Campbell. Wow, And I'm like 18 years old. I've gone right sound I'm buzzing. and then we get to the um, we get to the hotel, and he goes, "Lads in the bar, bar at six o'clock. So I thought we we're having a meeting. He goes right, you can have a few pints. So we're all there it's Friday night, having a couple of pints this before my debut. Just lads, get a couple of pints down you just to chill your nerves out a bit. <laughs> so we are there Friday night having a few beers and I was like, wow, is this how it really is? Wow. So you made it, get get a couple of pints? Yeah, we had a couple of pints, all the lads. He said, lads, get a couple of pints in you just to relax you. Big game tomorrow, so you get a good night's kip. Having a couple of pints, we went out and we got a 2-2 draw against a Nottingham Forest scene. That was unbelievable. And did you that do that?
3: that? Did you play well?
2: I can't remember. I can't remember. Man, that you're was... <laughs> I just you know, playing against Big Pierre and, and Kevin Campbell, like in you're just in the moment and and you come away with a two two draw and you're like you're buzzing, are not you? That's you up and running, professional football. And uh was John old oh, as your hero. Huh? He he was he was good, mate, he was good for me 'cause 'cause Because as my career went on at tram me, I, I was in all sorts of trouble, mate. I got sent off regularly. I was a pain in the arse. Um, and I don't think if, if he wasn't the manager I don't think I'd be playing football Because he was yeah. patient with me. He was patient Very very patient with me I think he's seen a little bit of him in me With the temperament Because he, he had a temper on him as well um, And he, he pulled me to one side said listen I think you need to go see a psychologist Because the things you're doing at the minute Are pretty <laughs> pretty wrong Like, <laughs> So I had, to, I had to go see this psychologist um, And he had me sat there in the chair And he was trying to visualise right, Visualise to me what do you see when you go into a tackle? I'm like, mate, I just, I just want to win the fucking ball and come out in one piece. That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he was a big, it was a big, it was a big influence on me because he stuck by me when, when, um, when things got tough for me.
3: Was it, was it old school like you said? Was it play on, play the game, and then all the teams straight yeah. out for a beer after? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. When you think yeah. it'd be a Saturday? You might even go out on a Sunday, and then there was definitely a Tuesday club. 'Cause there used to be um, used to be a few spots in Birkenhead called Rupert's and it was fifty P a drink. Wow. Fifty P a drink. So you can imagine how lively it got in there. So Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, that, that, that was the norm. And then and then obviously later in my career I've had the full reversal where it's it's all gone all professional and you can't smile, you can't laugh, you can't have a pint, and it's like the game's gone. What one did you prefer? Oh, the first one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just caught the end of that kind of culture, man. It's windy, but It was brilliant days, was not it? Brilliant days. Oh,
2: mate, it was, it was, just, it was just brilliant. It was a really good time. You played football. You played hard. You had a few beers and you had a good crack. It was great. Amazing. Uh, big moment for you, mate. You played in the
3: League Cup final v Leicester 2000.
2: it must have been amazing to play at the old Wembley. Lad, one of the worst days of my life. Just because of what happened just because of what happened. It, it's, it's one of the darkest memories I've got in footy. It was horrible. Um, Oi, that,
3: obviously was, that psychiatrist was fucking hopeless.
2: Oh, he was terrible. I want my money back.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what happened then? Talk us through the centre-off. To be fair, we played Leicester. Decent team. Got some good players. Wembley, every kid's dream. Fully pumped up and fully pumped up. Didn't take me much, but I got pumped up too much. Uh, the occasion was too much for me. Went into one tackle, I think, on muddy is it, early in the game and to be honest with you I should have gone for that because it was it was a decent tackle but beyond the rules of the game <laughs> you know what I mean i well, get away with that get a yellow card uh, and then I've only just I've never watched the game backside I've never watched it back it's, there's too many bad memories so I think the referee goes off a sub-referee comes on because I don't know what he got cramp or whatever so a new referee's in the game and I didn't know this and then Heskey gets the ball And kind of goes through and falls, tumbles over. So the new ref goes, bang, yellow card, red card, you're off. And I'm gone. Wow, this this is one of the worst moments of my life, this. In reality, I should have let Heskey go through. Because you were the best? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. um, And then from then on, it's, it's a long walk off that old Wembley pitch, down to the tunnels, sat in there on your own, never got the chance to walk up the steps to collect a medal. It was the loneliest place I'd ever been in my life. It was, it was horrible, mate. Did that
3: change a wee bit then, that, that
2: incident? Nah. <laughs> uh, I still had the red mist every now and then. But it definitely affected me. I, I was going to quit. I, well, I, yeah. I, was that close. I was that close. I've had enough. So I went through a period of going down to the FA, explaining myself for getting 15 yellow cards and red cards. That happened on a number of occasions. Letting people down was the biggest problem for me. I mean, all your family go to Wembley. 80,000 people, you let them down, haven't you really, by getting sent off, uh, and it happened too many times, and it just got, I said, I can't be asked with this, so I'm, I'm just, I can't control myself, I need, to, I need to sort myself out here, and I was that close. I so what changed close. it, and what, what, what kept you going? Um, my family, my family, and like I said, Aldo as well, Aldo yeah. was very good for me, he, he kept believing in me, um, kept, kept, believe, kept me involved. And kept playing me And to be fair that, that got me through it But it was a dark time a Dark time uh, Did he slaughter you after The Wembley final? He must have killed you after that No he never He, he, he seen how devastated I was
4: mm-hmm.
2: I, I just I just wanted the world to go like that And swallow me up So what, what can you say to a kid yeah. uh, After a Wembley final That's going to make him feel any, <laughs> any worse You know what I mean?
3: I spoke to a few people about you, and they've said that you're the nicest hard man of all time. Like, you'll boot fuck Sunday
2: somebody, and then pick them up, and you would be there. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, off the pitch, I'm sad. It, it takes a lot to rile me up. Get over that white line. I want to, I don't know. I just want to kill people, or I, I don't want to lose. I keep mental. <laughs> oh,
3: amazing. Right, mate, you had a
2: season at Oldham, and then you get a roof to Stoke with wee Tony
3: uh what type of character is he? Before we start, can I ask, back then was he still wearing the hat and was his trousers still pulled up to his knuckles? Oh, that cap's
2: super glued on. It doesn't come off. <laughs> it doesn't come off. Um, so, yeah, So I, I get a phone call. Obviously, I go down to meet Tony, get in his car, and uh, he, he's taking me around the ground. The ground's lovely in it, lovely lovely stadium. Takes me down to the um, the training ground. He goes, Clint. It, it's brilliant here. There's about two or three hundred people every day watching training. It's fantastic. Never seen one person in four years when <laughs> I was. <there. laughs> this is his spiel, so you, you get you to sign. Uh-huh. Um, and then round the stadium is brilliant. I, I was going to sign anyway. It's a fantastic football club. Um, Tony's Tony is a controller. He needs to control everything. So training, everything you do on the pitch needs to be controlled. Um, even pre season, he'd take pre season. So the coaches that were there got got very much nothing to do. They do it with the I odd warm up. The, job. Oh, I know the odd warm up. He'll do a passing drill or something, but he'd take everything. Wow. Very controlling. Shape every day. Every day. Back four, midfield two. You just don't move out the slot. We used to call it the cage. He said, You don't come out of that cage, lads. You stay in there and protect. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? Did you, she centre half. Did you like it? Well, I loved it. I loved it. I, listen, I wasn't a great footballer, but I could head it. I could kick and I can I can talk. So I was made up. He yeah. was just asking me to do things that I could do really well. Mm. So, so I loved it. But for the other lads who, who had a bit of flair and a bit of finesse, it was a hard time for him.
3: Because we, we spoke to Charlie Adams on the podcast and he did say that literally all he wants you to do is kick the ball up to center forward. Oh, Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That, that's it. We, we had big. we did we have? We had No Williams, big lad. Good stuff. Adi Akinbaye, another one. Wow. You know what I mean? We, we, we had a tough school, so it was get the ball to them as quickly as possible. So there was no football. The two lads in midfield were just like, <laughs> just like that, just going over the reds' blessing. You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> I see. See, and Adi Akinbaye. I had a coach at Swindon called Peter Shirlift, and he was at Leicester Akinbaye, and he used I, to call him He used to call him a session wrecker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he, he didn't have the best of touches lads did he he didn't have the best of touches he reminds me of jamie Mackey. jamie Mackey was the same he just used to get the ball and run through people he was like that jamie Mackey, wasn't he shit louis suarez jamie Mackey, i called him
3: <laughs> uh, did you even play that style of football like, did you ever think we can get promoted playing like this
2: um no nah, it, was, it was tough there's some good teams in there and we the club didn't have the investment it did towards the end of my time there. So it just survived relegation when I arrived. So mid-table was looked at as acceptable. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. Tony Tony wasn't, or he didn't have the funds to get the players that he needed to, to maybe make that jump. So he just he just consoled the team that he had, made it hard to beat, made it aggressive, a typical Tony Pulis team, um, and just survive mode. And I think it took him three years to get the team up. I think in the end. Yeah.
3: Is he? Uh, obviously, you hear this stuff about boxing James Beattie and the Buff, and that. Is, that, is did that sort of mad stuff go on? I,
2: I didn't see that. You know, I I never see, I never seen that with him. Like yeah. I said, we had a tough group. We had yeah. a tough group packing buyers and gifting win. You're not really going to stand up to them if you're a manager, like are you? the, the box you're heading. But um, he, he used to have little, he had little traits that that would, would the lads would just buzz off. So if he ever came up to you give you the arm around the shoulder. and <clears throat> went, how's the family, son? You knew you weren't playing. <laughs> you knew. So whenever he started walking up to you, you were going, oh, fucking hell. Here we go. The arm had come round. How's the family, son? Everyone okay? <laughs> and you knew you weren't playing on Saturday.
3: <laughs> well, I, mean, I love it. What else did he do? What the he
2: Um, To be fair, you had that. And he always said, if you listen to his, his interviews or his chats, he always goes, we need three or four more. <laughs> we just three or four more and we'll, we'll be all right. You know what I mean? We, we need three or four more to kick on to the next level. He, was always, he always had these little traits that he'd do. You know what I mean? But, um, that, that was the best one with the arm around the shoulder. All the lads would see it coming and they'd be like, oh, don't touch <laughs> me, don't touch me. What <laughs> about <laughs> right.
3: well, I mean, mad men? Any men in that stock team or was it? That... Um, yeah. Over the years
2: we did a big Jerry Taggart. Oh, what a, what a, you know, what a, he's a hard man, isn't he? He's a hard man. Seriously, learned so much off him, you know. He, he, he came towards the late stage of his career. Couldn't run. He had no pace about him, but what a player. Just just read the game, used his body. You know those little, the, little, um, the dark arts we call them? The little body checks against strikers and how he'd stop you and how he'd, how he'd use his body to stop strikers getting into, into positions. I learned all that off him. He was fantastic, man. Fantastic. But he was a fucking ruthless animal. Yeah. He was one. Did he slaughter boys, Clint? Oh, he would do, yeah, he would do. But he, I think we, we played play. I think Millwall. Dennis Wise was at Millwall, and he was winding him up all game. So it all goes off to go into a tackle in the middle of the pitch, and Big Tags gets on top of him. Arm goes right around his throat, Dennis Wise, and he goes purple. I mean, if he if he held on to him for another five seconds, he would have he would have probably been dead. All the lads are trying to get Tags off him. Like I've never seen anyone go that purple, just lose the shit on him. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was we played, we played, played QPR. Mark Bertram, another wind-up merchant. When he Bertie, yeah. So he gets tags sent off. He fakes, a, I think he fakes the tackle, goes down, red card. When you play at Stoke, you come up the, up the tunnel, and on the left-hand side there's a little um, laundry, little laundry room. Tags has gone in there, and he's waiting for Bertram in the tunnel. So they all come off up the tunnel. Big Tags comes out of the room, grabs Bertram straight into our changing room. Just grabs him straight into the changing room. I've never heard screaming like, ah, I'm sorry, Tags. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And all the other lads are trying to get in the changing room. All the QPR boys, it was just going. It was just going. Amazing, man. The top boy, though. uh, See that see that. what Taggart Hood getting on,
3: boys? Did you have that from a young age or did you get it from playing with uh, Jerry Taggart?
2: I think you're born with that. Yeah, I think you're born with it I, I don't think you can coach Talking or communication It's very hard I think you're either You've either got it And you're comfortable with it Or You haven't that, That's one of the biggest problems I see in the modern game Is is that Is that talking That communication um, That driving the standards You know what I mean
4: Yeah
2: Everyone, Everyone's kind of insular And phones don't help do they Everyone just talks on phones now or texts on phones. I think that's just modern society at the minute.
3: But even like the art of defending's gone now for me. Like very rarely now do you see a big aggressive centre half. they all want to be players now, don't they? Does that frustrate you? No, huh?
2: oh, because I wish I could have been one of them. Like to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm still, I'm still very much love the old school me. I, I, I do love it. That's because I was brought up with it. But uh, we got big suitor at our place, big Harry Suitor. Um, who's, who's a fan He's up Ross County, I think. Ross County has right, a good player, he's, eh? he, he's got everything, and he, he, he can. He's getting aggressive. He's getting more. He's filling out more. He's getting more aggressive with his voice. His heading, but he can play as well. You know what he I mean? Was he,
3: as well. he was a kid at Stoke,
2: wasn't he? He was. Yeah, he's still there now. He's, yeah, he's still there now. Alone, right? Okay. Yeah. So we've had him on loan for two years, and he, he's he's developed on and on and on, and he, he's he's got he's got a great him. So oh. he can mix it. He can go hard, or he can play forty, which is which is great. Talking to old school,
3: as you said, you like you go on to another big character, an old school character, Neil Warnock. I love Neil Warnock, man. He's so infectious, isn't he? Is he like that about the place every day?
2: Yeah, yeah, every day, every day. So I was at Stoke four years, injury nightmare, cruciates, ankles. Played eighty games in four years. So you know, you know when you get a feeling about the place, you think I need to get out. I need a fresh challenge because I'm just getting injured all the time here. So he rings me up, Neil, and he goes, "Son." how would you like to come and play for me? I've gone, Neil, lovely to speak to you. How are you? He goes, come on, come and play for me, son. I'll give you, you'll have a big smile on your face. You'll play the game. You'll enjoy it. I said, Neil, I've just had a baby girl up north. That I don't think I can get to London. He said, come and have a chat. So I'll get down there. Ended up signing for two and a half, three years, mate. And he, he was brilliant for me. Save me. Give me the enjoyment back. A smile on my face. It was just a fantastic couple of years with him.
3: Yeah. See when you said that 80 eight games in 4 years I'm 80 games in 12 years mate. So you're, you're saying, all right <laughs> See on one like, Has he got a good banner? Like, is he a funny
2: guy? He is in his own way He is in his own way So um, Like a few times if, if it's raining On the training ground He'll come in late He'll have the umbrella up And he'll just stand On the sideline And then he would just go Come here son you, You've done enough Come and stand on the umbrella With me Arm round you <laughs> And he'd just have the umbrella And you'd be under his umbrella And he'd be like You feel special You know what I mean (laughs) Um, But he'd he'd, Even like Where did I go I think I went on loan To Nottingham Forest Came back Got called back We're playing Chelsea at home Uh, I just played Middlesbrough Against Middlesbrough On the Tuesday for Forest Got called back Had to play Chelsea at home Against their team Which was fantastic I'm playing against Daniel Sturridge I'm left back Wow So it was a tough day we managed to win 1-0, but the ball's gone out for a throw-in. Neil's got the ball. And this this is you no know, little things that that just release the tension and the pressure. He's got the ball and he's gone, hey, son, who would have thought me and you would be in the Premier League playing against Chelsea 1-0 up? And then he just gives me the ball. <laughs> and I'm like, but it just releases the pressure. And you're like, him, what a guy.
3: Oh, I'm shit, man. That's amazing. That's, <laughs> just little things like that. Little things. Brilliant, man. <laughs> See, so on the other end, though, Clint, could he crack it here? Because I remember the videos of Sheffield United, and he's giving Morgan it, big guys, like, did he no care who you were? He would go through it.
2: No, no, you'd get it. Paddy Kenny was exempt from most things, though. Paddy Kenny was his boy, you know what I mean? His blue eyed boy. He asked him everything, so we'd probably, that championship season, we'd go on an unbelievable winning streak, and he'd go, Pad, you think the lads deserve Monday off? Pad would go. Yeah, Gaffer I think we deserve Monday off. And all the lads, don't oh, you yeah, put on Paddy lad. <laughs> so Paddy Kenny was his blue-eyed boy. But he, he would lose, he would lose his barnet, yeah. Um very much in the way that you've seen. He'd you come in from the game, you'd sit down, he goes, lads, what the fucking hell was that? A piece of kit would come off. He goes, What about the goal? The goal, what, what were you doing with the goal Clint? What were you doing? Tell me. Another piece of kit would come off. And then he'd walk into the shower, then he'd come back out and goes, midfield tell me what you're doing with them passes take another bit until he's bollocko until he's bollocko in front of you and he's giving you everything and then the the towel would go over the shoulder they go hey nothing we can do about it now lads get in the shower it's Monday (laughs) it's just just brilliant mate but he's just so experienced man in the championship he got so many clubs promoted he knew how good a team in that championship Um, and and he was a he was brilliant to work with. He was. His pre seasons were fantastic, lads. Fantastic. What, was, what were the pre seasons like? So he'd take you to Cornwall, where he lived. So he'd be at home in his house, chilling. You know what I mean? King of Cornwall. We'd be in a little chalet on a golf course. And we'd play against the local teams, his local teams. So, like, the I don't know, the, the, ball, the ball, the Red Bull or some at the pub. So we'd be playing these teams just to create a bit of friggin'. Money for the, for the, the local uh, village And he'd be walking around With this piece of paper He goes, lads, come in Come in So we're thinking, right First, first pre-season game He's going to read us the riot act, lads We need to be on it Kick us through to the beginning of the season He's got his pen and paper And he goes, Paddy What would you like to drink, son? <laughs> so he's going through the lads Going through the team And we're going What's happening here? He's going, yeah, okay what? Well, have a pint, yeah, no problem he goes, Right, lads Get through this game And we're going to go to the pub down the road, We've got a sort it's a nice little buffet, nice barbecue. We can have a few pints.
4: That,
2: oh, that, that, was that, was a weird, that was the first team talk of like the pre season. He's taken <laughs> a bevy order for the lads, <laughs> mate. That's the
3: type of manager I needed, man. How good is that? Did you love playing under oh, to him? Was there ever a time that you wanted a wee bit more like, was he a coach now?
2: No, no, he was a manager. He was a manager, just um, he'd be out there every now and then. Listen, he, I think Joey didn't like him obviously because when you get up to that Premier League level you need a bit more don't you you need yeah. to be more professional the training needs to be better everything needs to be better um, and a few lads struggled with that but the lads who had been with him for, for a few years just knew knew, that, knew what he was like accepted it and we just worked hard as, as we could um, you on, sorry go on go on miss you, like, you were
3: uh, obviously at Palace when Zaha and Victor Moses were young boys how yeah. good were they as
2: kids? brilliant Brilliant. We had so just to think we had Nathaniel Klein wow. playing right back. We had Victor Moses, Zahar, just an unbelievable production line of, of talent. Um and, and he brought them through. Remember John Bostock as well? Bostock. Yeah, I played, I played the Bostock. played yeah. the What a player. Yeah. yeah, so so he he made his debut at sixteen, I think, for Palace. But then decided to go on to Tottenham and and, and, and then kick on there instead of playing for Palace. But well, we had some unbelievable talent coming through. But then Administration kicked in. So Jordan Jordan and a head had a hedge fund and it collapsed and they pulled the money from him. So we're flying up to Newcastle to play Newcastle United um on the Tuesday. We fly up, get on the plane, get off the plane, switch your phones on. And it was like the World War Three. Everyone's phone was beeping, ringing. We're going, What the freaking hell's happening here? Lads, messages come through. You've been deducted ten points. So we've gone from being a playoff contention down into the bottom three, without like ten points wiped off your um your total, and we were like, "What the freaking hell's happened here?" We did has Um He found it tough because we couldn't play we couldn't play Victor Moses, we couldn't play um, Kleinies or any of them because they were valuable assets.
4: Mm. So
2: we had to try and flip them on and sell them on. Um, and so he found it hard because we had to play your mate Johnny Ertel what you mean? Instead of uh, instead of Kleiny, I don't
4: know. what's worse than
2: it,
3: getting ten points deduction or playing Johnny Arrow.
2: <laughs> you're a bad man, sir. You're a bad man.
3: Well, See, um, so just on Simon Jordan, did you did you have much dealings
2: with him? Um, he, he threw some great Christmas parties, like the, the full shebang down in um down in London. He, he'd hire out the big hotels and he'd put on like Jimmy Carr would be like doing a, a set for the comedy. it would be Meal, champagne, he, he just loved it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Big blonde hair, back, sunglasses on, suit on, he was the man. I always liked him, I always got on well with him. Obviously he rubs a few people up the wrong way, but he, he, he's sound. Yeah, I like him on Talk Sport, I think he's got, he has got—he speaks yeah. well about football, doesn't he? He's got some good points, and he's not scared to to um to talk his mind. And he's and experienced it, he's, he's lost a lot of money yeah. in football, so he knows what he's talking about. Would he, would he be the type of owner that would talk to you about tactics and stuff in your game? And nah, in that I night? didn't see that. Nah, I didn't yeah. see that. I, th- I think he was in Marbella most of the time, wasn't he? Nah. Oh, I bet he got a few birds money. man, eh? Oh, him? I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised, that. I wouldn't be surprised. Because wow, he, he could have a tan, the blonde hair, the lot, didn't he? That's what you're going for, isn't it? It's Simon Jordan. <laughs> I'm a bit off at the minute, like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. <laughs> right, see when uh, Warnock moved to QPR. Did you always kind of know that he
2: would, he would ask you to go on? <clears throat> so, yeah, so we finish off that season. He, he goes a, a couple of months before, Neil. He goes to QPR a couple of months before yeah. um, the season finishes. So we get to Sheffield Wednesday. We have to draw or not lose to stay up against Sheffield Wednesday. So it's one of us who goes down right. against Sheffield Wednesday. So we're at, obviously, Hillsborough, fully packed house. We get a 2-2 draw. We survived. Sab- we survive. we sent Sheffield Wednesday down and it's madness. There's fans running on the pitch. Um, I'm trying to do me bit. Like, I know a few of the lads so I'm saying, listen, lads, chins up. You know what I mean? You've done well, unlucky. Bounce back. I make my way over to the away end where all the Palace fans are. Shirt off, bang, boots in. Brilliant, we survived. Turn round. There's a full cordon of police from one touchline to the other and Sheffield Wednesday fans trying to get at us. No way. The steward comes up. And goes um Clint we have to go back through that I've gone you what said, you made a bad mistake there son we have to go back through that <laughs> so I've gone right okay so I'm, I'm off I've got no shirt on no no boots walking through I'm thinking the police cordon will sort us out you know what I mean? I'll get a few police around us and they'll escort us up the tunnel they just go now I've gone what not even going to walk with me? Nah. They just opened up and shut and I've had to walk through about a thousand Sheffield Wednesday fans spitting at me trying to punch me kick me
4: and like,
2: there's a video of it online mate it's brilliant there's a fella comes up runs from about 100 yards takes a big haymaker misses me and I've lost my shit and I've gone Whoa! I've tried to swing back at him missed <laughs> 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 it's a whole carnage What's What's the, the, boys? the rest of the boys in the dressing room Have they, they've gone into the dressing room they've gone into the dressing room and then remember big Claude Davis sent off yeah sent off yeah, finally finally he comes out of the the, uh, the tunnel and sees me big big Claude massive and he, so go, he stumbles over and starts throwing people out the way and drags me in uh, and then we just get on the beer and have a good time but that just mental times but oh, yeah, that's, I, I, what
3: get, that's what you get for being a busy bastard going over the fence.
2: Yeah, exactly <laughs> giving it all that
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's what you get <laughs> then then um, yeah, sorry, but I went, went off target a little bit there. But, um, and then we go to, obviously Neil Neil gives me a ring in the summer um, and says, listen, QPR, fancy coming to West London, couple of year deal, just come and be a good lad that you are. Don't I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to play a lot of games because they had a big squad um, and just come in and be a good lad and lead the dressing room again. So I said, yes, I'm no problem, I'll follow you anyway, Gaffer. Follow you anyway. And then it just went on from there. See, did that does that give you a wee bit
3: less pressure when you're not expected to go on and be the main man straight
2: away? Yeah. Yeah. I just cause he knew me. He, he knew I never I never once had a medical with Neil Warnock. No? Never once. Nah, just touch your toes, you sound. You you will be all right, son. You'll play you you'll play 40 games a season. We know what you're about. So he, he, just, he relied on you got Sean Derry in, obviously, another another top lad. Uh, Jamie Mackey in that year. Uh, Bradley or another lad. So he, got, he built a great team of characters, you know what I mean? And then he had that little sprinkling of friggin' finesse in Adele Tarabat and Hogan Ephraims and Hyda the you know what I mean? Mate, talk, talk to me about Tarat please, because
3: he should have went to the top, man. I, I was doing oh. something and he used, used them, ripping that league up, and
2: he was outstanding, man. How good was he? How good was he? Was so that a BDN tuning in, or her? Nah. Charlie sold you, Charlie sold you, any? about how he lived his life. Uh-huh. It's weird, mate. He'd go to bed at like half three in the afternoon, get up at ten and then spend all night out and come back and train. It's just freaking weird, wasn't he? <laughs> um, but like in the, in the bits of training that he did, but it's just Meggie for fun. It's just fun. You think you've got him bang, bang, Megs and he's through and he's away. He was a special player. The best thing that happened was Neil Warner giving him the armband and we're in the dressing room going. Has he, has he lost the fucking plot here giving him the armband? But then he's called, he's called the lads into a meeting there and he's gone, listen, do you want to play in the Premier League? We've gone, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. He goes, well, he's going to get you to the Premier League. So whatever he does and how I manage him, don't get pissed off because I'm doing it for the best of the group. He'll get us to the Premier League. And lo and behold, you freaking. he played a big part in that. That's what management's about, mate. Yeah. So he got the core group. He knew who the leaders were, he knew who the captains were, but he had to make Adele feel the Top dog, you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the untouchable <laughs> player, the, the top dog. Would he still give Adele a bit if he wasn't a it? Would, would Warnick still go on it to that? Or would he used to get on at us? He'd batter us. So, but there's, there's he used to, if you think if but if Adele didn't get the ball for, for a couple of minutes, he'd start wondering and start coming into it into our half where the defenders were looking for the ball. So, I've made the mistake of giving him a ball once in our own half and I think he's, he's lost, he's tried to make someone, lost it, they've gone through, had a chance or scored, I don't know, and I have got battered, I have got battered, and he's gone, if he ever fucking comes in your half again, and you give him the ball, you're out the team, and I'm going to fine you two weeks wages. <laughs> <laughs> never give Adele Tarabat the ball in your own half of the pitch. And that's just, that's the way he was, mate, but what did he have? 19 assists, 20 goals, or something like that? That's he have, could he have played in a top four team? Yeah. Well, he he should have done. Listen, he's had a hell, hell of a career. AC Milan, where they go? Genoa, Benfica. So he's not had a bad career. Yeah. We, we should be speaking about him as one of the top players in the in the modern generation, definitely.
3: And why even? You know, just because he does that, goes out all night and sleeps all day. Is that, life that on, yeah.
2: he, just, he just lived his life wrong. I, I don't. It's hard because. I never had that talent, so I could never understand how he was feeling. Or, um, I, I was just all out 100 percent that's all I was. So, I, I can't relate to how he how his mind processed things, but he just found everything easy. So, he probably thought, I didn't have to work hard, I didn't have to do the runs, I can just get the ball and do my, my stuff, which he could do, mm. but eventually he's going to catch up with you. See, because of that, would you bit him in training? You can't no, you can't touch him, lad. He's just you know strong. Him, vast, he's, strong. He? he's got this big, big arse. He never lifted a weight. He's got this big arse that he just backs into you. He's strong. You can't get him. Like he goes one way, but he ends up going the other. He was it was special, man. He was special. Yeah. He just couldn't see the ball.
3: Is he the reason to use bikes the championship that year, Or was it was it more than yeah. just Adele Terra?
2: Yeah, uh, listen, it'd be doing the lads a disservice, you know what yeah. I mean? If you could just put it on Adele. Was he, was he the difference in most games yeah because some of the setups, some of the assists and goals he scored were outrageous but he had a team around him that made him shine mm-hmm. you know what I mean so we, we'd do all his running we'd do all his tackling we, we'd cover for him and then we'd give him the ball to go and do his magic so yeah it'd do a big disservice to the lads who, who were in that team if they, if they didn't get acknowledgement it's like. the
3: old it, you just carry a piano and he'll put
2: oh, I carried a few pianos me mates. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, see on the promotion party Charlie Austin I was speaking to him last night he says he drew you a new pair of sunglasses
2: he owes me a pair of Tom Fords the cheeky git how about hand? But that was a couple of years later that so so we've gone I think we've gone to Dubai for this is under Harry this mm. we've gone to Dubai and then um, Harry's gone no drinking it's a training do training no drinking And we're going sound Harry no problem he wasn't even in our hotel, Harry. He was next door with Sandra in another hotel, the one and only or something. Right. So we've gone, bang, pool party, let's go, bang. He hasn't got any sunglasses, has he? So I've, I've got a couple of pairs thinking I'm the bollocks. I've gone,
4: yeah.
2: Charlie, I've got a pair for you, mate. See, I give him a pair of Tom Ford's and they've come back with no lenses. <laughs> it's just not the frames, lad. <laughs> <laughs> He's at kind of empty, What are you doing? Cost me two. still hasn't given me a pair of the minge bag he's another
3: type bastard mate uh, what's what's Neil Warnock like when you get promoted to the premiership what's he like in the dressing room and then the night after it
2: oh fantastic lad. So, so that do so we finally won it <clears throat> lifted the trophy uh, Amit Batty is our chairman who's the top guy still still involved now right. we go to a club never seen scenes like it in this nightclub it's all dark music's going off and then the music stops and we're going what's going on here and then we Are The Champions comes on, on the speakers. And I swear to God, a 100 bottles of Cristal with fireworks comes down the aisle and just plonks right in front of us while this We Are The Champions is going off. Wow. And I swear to God, it, it was like a conveyor belt for about four hours. Music stop. We Are The Champions, reload, reload, reload. <laughs> there was lads like dead on the couch, T- too much champagne. It was, it was fantastic, mate would, would, would Warnock be being amongst it with TV would he be dancing no no, yeah. no, he, wouldn't, no he wasn't there no. a few of the other lads were like, like Keith Curlin and people like that they loved the bevy so they were rightly involved
3: is that the best feeling in your career when you know you've been promoted to the premiership
2: yeah yeah definitely definitely never, never won anything like that in my life yeah. you know what I mean so so to get that cause I was fighting I was always fighting relegations or mid-table so to get that that sense of lifting a trophy fucking yeah. something special there. Uh, See, when you're lifting
3: that, do you think back to the times of Tranmere when you were going to chuck it and sit in with a psychologist? Does that, does that play in your head?
2: No, I'm just like, let's get on it.
3: <laughs> and my money's going up 50%. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, the money's going up 50% as well, isn't it? Oh, oh, oh.
4: Yeah,
3: I can pay me mortgage off now. Go on, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, what about Paddy Kenny, but you mentioned him. I've seen, I seen. I was in a bar in Marbury and Paddy Kenny
2: sat at the bar for like 12 years, man. Just sat there.
3: Yeah. What a character!
2: Is he a proper character? Uh-huh? He's a great lad, in great lad. Like you said, he can sup. I, I was stuck at a bar with him at a Christmas party once, and like you, like you said, there we were there for about eight hours. When in light it came out light You know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> it was just relentless, just swigging, swigging bottles for fun. Um, great lad. He was, he was Warnock's blue-eyed boy, a top keeper. He got twenty-five clean sheets that season. We went up. Wow. Which is something special, that especially you... with the tacky bottoms on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was, was the story doing? behind the tacky bottoms, man? He was crap. He was crap in training, though. Was he? Like, yeah, you should dive out the way of balls and everything. Like, you know, just have a laugh. Like, hey, dive the other way, and you're playing <laughs> a five side. Go, what are you doing? I was like, hats only training in it. <laughs> and what would Warnick laugh at that? Yeah, he loved him. He loved him, mate. <laughs> nice. How come you loved him so much just because he was such a good goalie or because of his yeah, he's his character? He's a good goalie and he's a good kid as well. He's a good kid. And he had him at Sheffield United as well for a good few years and he had good success with him, didn't he? So um, he always looked after the boys who, who looked after him. So mm-hmm. if you put in a good shift for Neil Warnock, he, he'd make sure he'd look after you. Was Paddy yeah. Kenny the best
3: boozer you've met in football? I have. David Conley, I played at Portsmouth, told me that
2: Richard Dunn is the best oh. boozer in football. Oh, I forgot about Dunny. Yeah, forgot about Donny. He could just he'd just get a pint of Guinness and just go
4: because
2: he's so big, uh-huh. such a big unit, and he it doesn't affect him. So like, it, you'd be about eight hours into a session, he's still going, and you're like, you know, Donny, like his facial expressions haven't changed all day. He's just <laughs> he's just down in pints for fun.
3: Dave, told me, for... He, uh, Dave told me when he told me when used to go away to Ireland, Don would play on the Saturday. They'd have a game on the Tuesday, and Don would have a full day on the baby on the Sunday. And still
2: go out on a Tuesday and be like, phenomenal. He's a good player, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey, he
2: was a good player and he was quick as well. Forget how quick he was. Once he got going, he, he could motor like. Um, but he, he was a big part of that, that the second promotion we had when we got through to the playoffs. Um, he, he was a big part of the team that got us up that year. So see see for you,
3: obviously when you first went to QPR, Neil Warnock has told you that you're not gonna play a big part. But then to go on and play the amount of games you did, like do you get a wee bit of self satisfaction that yeah. you've replaced oh, the players yeah. as
2: well? Oh definitely. You after I played, I only missed two games that season. Wow. Uh, championship ankle, season, man, that's brilliant. And my ankle my ankle was gone. Like I used to get injections every uh I think every two or three months just to keep just to keep me going, because it was just it was like that. Um so, so to get through that many games, obviously win the, winning the style we did as well, um, was, was a special time for me, mate. And I loved it there. It's a great club. Great club. And you're saying, you're saying that Paddy Kenny was his boy, boy, but I've heard as well that you were his boy as well. Is that right? <laughs> I, not, not, not in that. Not in um, Paddy Kenny's spot, lad. No yeah. chance. He's number one. He's number one. But yeah, me, me and Neil had a good relationship, man. Good relationship. He looked after me even when i went to palace and had my young buddy, he he'd say to me listen i'll see you thursday so i ended up training with Tranmere Rovers like for, for most of the week and then going down and playing on a on a thursday friday play the game saturday he was a special man for me what did you think uh, Charlie Austin Clint, good player good player good player we that that second season we went up um the amount of 1-0s we got well just from defending really Compactly And then Charlie Go get you a goal From out of nothing mm. Out of nothing But he was a warrior As well you know He's a warrior mate You played with him So like He'd stick his head In everywhere And he'd run His absolute balls off He wasn't scared Of doing that And he was, he was a hell of a finisher Hell of a finisher were you, uh, were you Did you and him Go up against it And train with each other Like would just Bash each other a bit Yeah we used to have used to have like A young V old on a Friday And you'd always Because he's such a good player You want to You want to give him a bit Don't you Mm. So we'd always try and have a little, uh, a little battle But he, he was a special player him, And his goals that he scored that year pfft, Sensational, mate Loved he's the bevy as well Good lad, good lad off the park Good lad off the park
3: Most importantly, he likes a bevy of Oh, lad the Young View games? Young. young It was, quite tight,
2: was, it was that? quite tight Yeah, it was quite tight it was, it, was, it was spicy We don't do enough of this now I, I keep saying we should do more of it Because it just brings that, com- that competition uh, into your training Because no one wants to lose to, a, to the young boys Or the old boys Do they? Mate The game on a, The
3: young v old on a Friday Used to mean more to me Than the game on, the yeah, actual yes it
2: to <laughs> Used to come off Fucked didn't you? Used to come <laughs> off Drenched Like Carrying all kinds of scars Off you from elbows Like When I was like When I was like, old And big and Used to get involved Oh, oh Mate He'd, he'd boom, Elbow you the lot On a Friday What the game he, he was the manager He was the manager He'd absolutely Batter you a, the lot. It was mental Fridays were One of the best days see you won Could Warnick join in Could Warnick, Can Warnick play now <laughs>
3: <laughs> You can't even imagine Him kicking a ball Can He'd you the first year, had, or? <laughs> um,
2: no, chads, no chads Was he a player Warnick Yeah he was, he, he was I think he was A little winger A little right winger Back in the day He'd be one of them You'd want to smash Wouldn't you imagine yeah. Playing against him Definitely man uh, <laughs> right, Up to the Premier League what about some of the additions you were
3: making? Barton, Ryan Phillips, Dyer, Anton Ferdinand. Yeah. See, when they came in, you, was there any doubt in yourself that you could compete with these sort of players? Or did you, did you
2: fancy yourself to, to be able to date in the Premier League? Um, took, took you a while, to be honest with you. I think we played, we played the first game of the season before they came in. And we got battered 4-0 um, from Bolton in the Premier League at home. I think I got sent off as well. Shock. Um, <laughs> and it was a rude awakening, a rude awakening. Because Bolton, listen, okay team, but they're not one of the top dogs in the Prem.
4: Mm.
2: And we got battered by them. So it was a rude awakening. And then obviously them lads have come in after that. Um, and kind of, we played decent footy for the next couple of months. I think we've we done okay. We're in a, we're in a decent spot. <clears throat> um, I was out the team then. So I went to Forest on loan for a month after the Christmas. Um, and the lads, the lads were playing really, really well at that time. Uh, but then unfortunately I think we got to Christmas Tony Fernandez has come in I think he wanted a change mm. So We had a few dodgy spells I think we got knocked out of the cup MK Dons Neil Warnock left And then obviously The change happened then Yeah You said that like Joey never really liked Neil Warnock
3: obviously Because of his old school methods But most of the big Names the same Like were they not really having him
2: I think they were, they were Towards the end So everything When everything's rosy And you're winning And you're playing well you get away with stuff, don't you? Yeah. It's, when, it's when the difficult times come that you find out the proper characters of people. So, um, yeah, once the results started turning, then a few of the lads had Tony's ear. You know what I mean? They, they were on the phone to him continuously trying to probably backstab him, to be honest with you. To yeah. being honest.
3: I'd love to see a dressing room where Joey Barton and Neil Warnock
2: are going at each other, man. <laughs> They're just too fair. They did stay out of each other's way, but Joe, Joe's very meticulous. You know what I mean? He, he wants things done correctly. So I think the chairman brought him in. <clears throat> he wanted... The facilities were poor at QPR. We had, like, the changing rooms were just like a chalet. We had no gym. The showers were falling off. The, they had the old-school iron baths. You know what I mean? And we're, this is Premier League level, so Joey coming into that environment, he, he couldn't handle it. Mm. And plus the coaching... Didn't go up to the required level as well, so all this kind of built up, um, and I think it affected the other lads as well. The other boys who come in from Premier League kind of resented it, and unfortunately, then Neil got the sack at the end of that. See, when Warnick left, did he speak to you personally before he went? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he said, "I think, I think this is me. I think they, um, I think Tony wants me out. He wants to go in a different direction." Um, I, I was gutted. Yeah. I was good. He, he flocked me off to Nottingham Forest on loan like, But I still, had that, I still had that kind of respect for him You know what I mean And he, he, he dragged me back And I played for a few games for him That's probably his downfall Bringing me back To play <laughs> for his final games <laughs> Do you still speak to him now? Uh, the odd text here and there, yeah Spoke to him last season um, uh, About a player Trying to get a player in on loan But he done me no favours there The bastard <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love him on the telly He was done soccer When he got the sack He have done soccer Saturday
2: He was tremendous on it, man. He's just got an infectious personality, innit? not he's good. He's good. He's good on the radio as well, and he's like you said, he's got that infectious personality. He's not. He's not scared to tell the truth, Um, and he's got some good stories, man. He's a top man. What a hero! Right, mate. Mark Hughes comes in. Initial impressions, because Mark Hughes is a legend, man. Football wise, isn't he? He is. He is. We were. Listen, obviously Neil left, and we thought, right, Mark Hughes coming in. Like you said, there, top player, played for some massive teams. Good managers he's played under. Um, I played against him towards the end of his career at Blackburn and he was a tough bastard. A <clears throat> real tough bastard. He um, was a good scrap that. Um, and then obviously he's come in, had a decent career manager-wise. We thought, just what we need. Dis- disciplinarian. Um, he- he'll get us going. So the first couple couple of months on, on raffle, you know what I mean? And then we've, we've kind of survived, haven't we? That season. But it didn't take long for the cracks to appear, to be honest with you, mate. See, um, see how you said that. Did, did he ever talk about his career, Mark No, like, oh, he didn't. Like we, we, we had a meeting once and, and Sean Derry got up and he said, you know what? Because we just had enough of him by then. Because mm. you know what? I'd love to hear about your fucking career. Why don't you tell us the stories? You know what I mean, Barcelona, under Ferguson, the, the, the goals you scored in European finals. We'd love to, like, have that human touch with you. Yeah. You know I mean, it was just, it was just stood there, like, didn't offer you anything. Cause I read in
3: Roy Keane's book as well. Like after when they were both managers, after we went in the office with of Mark Hughes, it was like no words at all. It was like silence. Is is that kind of what kind of guy he is as a manager? Yeah, It's,
2: it's, it's, almost, it's almost like aloof. It's like an aloofness about him. You know what I mean? Um, I enjoyed the training. Eddie Nazicki, who, who, who took most of the sessions, was a great coach, a really good coach. But I, I couldn't warm to Mark Hughes or Mark Bowen. I couldn't warm to them. Was that
3: straight away,
2: Clinton? Could you see that straight away? After, I'd say after about a month or two, yeah, definitely. Because you have that honeymoon period, don't you? You know, and and then the, the crack started to appear. And towards the end of the season, we we only stayed up because the lads had that much resentment against the manager. We were like, hey, we need to fuck him off here because he's shite. We're not going to stay up just by him. We've got to get together and do it ourselves. And that, that's how we stayed up, just by the pure resentment towards the management. So, see, after games in that club, not even like,
3: a, oh, fucking brilliant lads. Any no,
2: lads? It, was all, it was all one tone. There's nothing worse than one tone coaches, is there? No. Nah. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it was all on a level. It was all flat. There was no emotion. There was no like, hey, we need to do this. It was, there was nothing. And like, it just got boring in the end. Oh, no, what you'd have
3: you done for a Neil Warnock fucking shoulder oh, like, it depends, not, a, hey, not a Tony Pulis one though lad <laughs> 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 Alright, I need to ask you a big Gabriel CC came in in January what kind of guy because he seems like he's miles off it mate Mad, someone told you to ask me
2: about him nah as <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> oh lad there's a story there I don't think I've told anyone go on but, um, go on guy come on this is amazing it's quite embarrassing like big jibs come in um obviously hell of a career european champion and all that but he's he started just to, to annoy me you know I me mean? he's a bit of a selfish bastard he's mm-hmm. a striker isn't he he's a striker so he's a bit of a selfish one and there's a few things he used to he used to have this array of cars about seven eight nine ten cars he'd leave them all in the car park at the training ground he'd just use it as his own car park <laughs> that's one thing and there were some decent cars <laughs> then he'd come in he used to have his own fashion label He'd come in into the into the change room in a skirt, long boots. Notice like a skirt. Just a bit, mad, just a bit eccentric. Uh-huh. And then the, the tipping point was we we, we got we do get beat by we got beat six 0 six one away at Chelsea, which is a local derby for QPR. We're six 0 down. Fernando Torres is playing like he had a Liverpool shirt on for Chelsea. You know what I mean? Not <laughs> not very rarely. Like um, he, he scored a hat trick that day and won the show. Zybrowski says scores a goal to make it six-one with five minutes to go, and he's running down the touchline like he's won the World Cup, going yeah in front of the fans. And I'm going, Is this lad for real. Is this lad for fucking real. We'll just little things like that. So we get to the story. So we're playing Blackburn away the Saturday. We're training at Loftus Road on the Friday. Okay, we're on the ground. Just, we're at the main stadium. Doing a bit of shape. Bang. I go into the back as Zibro says, not, not a bad tackle, just leave him on the floor. And he's crying and he's, he's shouting and I'm going, Jib, lad, you're in England now. You're going to get these every Saturday. So come on, get up. And he's, he's effing and blinding at me. I'm going, listen, get up. You're in England now, son. Crack on. So a bit further on, I get the ball. I'm running down the line. Big Jib takes off and gives me oomph. Big side... Side tackle from my hip down and empties me out, and I've wow. lost me barnet now. I've lost it because all these little things are building up in my head. I turn round, I'm running at him. I'm thinking, I'm gonna battle this lad here. <laughs> so start so, uh, windmilling, windmilling, windmilling. I've gone to headbutt him yet. I've gone to headbutt Jibril Sisi wow. So I've gone bang Liverpool kiss. He's dot. I've headbutted the top of his head which is not the best place to headbutt anyone. And my nose has gone, poof. Oh, broken nose, blood, claret everywhere. I've lost it even more. And I'm windmilling. It gets broken up. I get sent in. I get sent in um, into the changing rooms. Mark Hughes comes in and goes, what's happening here? What the, what's wrong with you? I said, I need to leave. I, said, I need to leave. I can't, I can't work in this environment because I lose my shit too much. There's too many cowboys here. Um, he calms me down but then the Saturday comes I lose my place in the team I get put on the bench I've got this
0: Maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
2: Big friggin' broken nose. I've got two black eyes. I've got two black eyes. Zibro C says he's playing. And I'm like, what's going on here? Well, Joey, Joey, we still have a a group chat every now and then on Zoom, and they say it's officially the worst fight they've ever seen on a football field. Um, Did did he swing back? Did CC swing back? In my head, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm bopping him like this, but reality, I'm like this, and they say, it's the worst fight they've ever seen on a fussy field.
3: (laughs) No, oh, tremendous, man. Was he because you were doing the bottom? Was that like a regular occurrence with the stress It was trying to stay in the Premier League plus some of the players that you'd signed? Was it a regular occurrence that things would kick off in training?
2: Yeah, because you had, you had the lads who, who brought the team up from the champ who were a real, real good set of lads and good players as well who never really got the opportunity to play in the Premier League and they should have done, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had this large influx of, of lads coming in who, if we're being honest, we're just there for the money. You know what I mean? And it it just it just rubbed up wrong because the lads who from the champ had a had a bit of a bond with the club because they've had a bit of success and they wanted it to do well. New lads coming in, loads of money, not arsed. And it just it just rubbed up and the friction was too much in the end. But that first year, I will I will say the first year we got away with it. We got away we found the common cause, you know what I mean? To stay together against a manager that no one liked and we managed to stay up. Managed to help me in the last game, probably the most historic game in the Premier League history. What's your thoughts going into that game? Like, is your head all over the gap? No, I'm calm. It's, it's just the calmest I've ever been. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm warming up and I see an old PE teacher, an old PE teacher, Man City fan, runs down the stands and is having a chat with me. Just like surreal, I'm having a chat about the old school days um, while I'm doing the warm-up. and I, I just felt real calmness. I don't know why. a Real calmness. And then I've only watched the game back the other week. It was on Sky the other week. Yeah, didn't it had a full episode of it? I've only yeah. watched it back, and I'm like, what happened? What happened in that game? Because is, is that a game a blood then for you? Huh? It's it's madness. Lad, wasn't it? we, we, we couldn't get we couldn't get out thirty yards from our goal. We had everyone behind the ball, thirty yards away from our goal. We couldn't get out of there. They were that they were, they were outstanding, but somehow we, we managed to be two one up because your mate CC equalises didn't it? He? he scored a few goals for us you know a few important goals
3: see after that oh. fight when he scored would you go and celebrate him or would you fuck him off fuck off <laughs> <laughs> could, you t- could you sense that the Man City players were nervous
2: yeah yeah so obviously they, they score a bit of a lucky goal I think Paddy should have saved it but he's having one of his training moments and I think he's flipped <laughs> it into the frigging top corner um, and then it's game on and you could just sense like the, the, the anxiety in the, in, in the team, and the manager's losing. Mancini's losing on time. I think we, Cissé goes through, bang, goal, and he is losing it. And he's proper, like, you fucking can't, you can't, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's proper losing it, the players. And we're like, one in, get in, take this. And then all of a sudden, bang, Triori's gone down the line, whips the beautiful ball in, big Mackie, bang, right. diving header, two one up. How the hell were two one up? Don't know. And then the mood changes. The mood changes. You can sense the anxiety in the crowd, in the players. They're, they're giving misplaced passes. They're not getting into good areas. And, yeah, it was pure madness, mate.
3: Were you thinking at that time, we were going to fuck Man City
2: here? We were going to stop them winning the league? When it was 2-1? You no, know what? I wasn't thinking about them. No. Nah. Because we needed to stay up. Yeah. So we had to better, I think we had to better Bolton's result against Stoke. Right. And I think Stoke so beat them and we managed to stay up anyway. That, that's all I was bothered about.
3: And then what are you hinking when your
2: mate gets a red card? <laughs> ah, typical Joey, man. so, so you, Are you watching it happen then? Are you seeing this happen? No, so I'm... The, the, the first incident was Tevez has given him a slap, hasn't he? Which everyone's missed. And then he's given him a little little elbow and he's gone down. But then when everyone's come together and it's kicking off Big Bobby has gone, hey, you're getting sent off here. So do your best to take a few of them with you. So it evens this it up. Who's Bobby? Bobby Zamora. So Bobby right. Zamora has gone into Joey's ear and got, hey, you're getting red card, here. And Joe's gone, no. He goes, yeah, do us a favour. Try and take a few of their players with you. No, will get a red card. Yeah. That's has gone. Bang, back of a Aguero. <laughs> Headbutt on company. Then Balacelli tries to come on. <laughs> and he ended up, he didn't end up getting anyone sent off. Oh, that's Leslie Bobby's a one, isn't it? Oh, lad, what a shout that is. What a shout. When everything's kicking off, he's gone, hey, try and take someone with you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Love that shit, man. I see on Mackie when you said he scored equaliser. What's he like as a guy, Jimmy Mackie? Is he a bit thick?
2: Mate, he's brilliant, lad. Uh-huh. He's brilliant. Have, you, have you had him on yet, Sai? Nah, I've not had him, him on. Get him on, mate. See, he's gold, comedy gold, lad. You've seen his TikToks and that, haven't you, recently? Uh-huh, he's missing that. they good, isn't oh, it? He's, he's a boss, lad. One of the best. One of the best. Uh, what, what sort of stuff? Just like pranks and stuff like that, or just one-liners? He's just—he's—he's always—he's just always in that that, that lively mode. That, thats mm-hmm. in—that's his life. It's his chaos. He loves it. Loves playing pranks. Um, he, he's got a special—he's got a special trick every time he goes out on a night out, which you have to get him on so he can explain it. Right. Okay. It's a party trick. It's a great party trick, and he, he loves pulling it. Loves pulling it on. So uh, you have to ask him when you get him on, mate. But special lad. Special oh. lad. Uh, right, mate,
3: just when that 2-1 comes, Joey gets sent off. Is, uh, is that the most pressure you've ever been under as a
2: centre-half? It was from kick-off. Because they had Aguero, Tevez, Silva, just popping it, getting into little pockets. Didn't know which way to look. Then all of a sudden, they go panic mode. Balotelli comes on. Dzeko comes on. So you're talking about 100, wow. £250 million pounds worth of striker and they've just gone for it. So you got Jako, Aguero, Tevez, Balotelli, and I'm like dizzy. My mind's going dizzy here, mate. I'm like, I don't know which way to look. It was just pure carnage, pure carnage.
3: Were they saying to use like use our safe lads? Relax, let us fucking score.
2: Listen, as the game went on, it went two-two, and then they scored, and the Aguero gets his goal. We didn't know. Half the team didn't know that we were safe. Half the team did. So I'm convinced. That the front half of the team knew that we were safe, but the lads who were frigging trying to mark all this talent were too busy, <laughs> preoccupied, and we didn't know. So when Aguero scores that goal, I'm beating the ground because so I think we're down.
4: Right.
2: I think we're relegated. But then literally stand up, righty comes over to me, and goes, "Hey, we're sound. You know, we were safe like two or three minutes ago." And I'm like, "That's a fucking telling us that." <laughs> <laughs>
3: How was it? How was Balotelli in that? Would they say stuff to you, Clint, or was it complete silence for the players?
2: Nah, they they, they they're on a different stratosphere than boys. They, they just look at you like a piece of dust, lad. They they're, they're not interested in what you say. So, nah, <laughs> go away, little boys. Leave the <laughs> leave, leave leave the, leave the jobs to the big lads. <laughs> and then the final whistle goes, mate, and you're safe. Yes, yes, great feeling, great feeling. God knows how we did it. Um. And to do it and to do it in the way we did as well, you know what I mean? Because we, we got no help. We got no help really from, from the main man there, Mark Hughes. So to like to get that collective spirit and, and to go on the run we did, we beat Tottenham at home, Liverpool at home, Arsenal at home in those five or six last five or six games. And the way we stayed up was brilliant. Um, and we had a we had a real, real good do after it, mate. We had a good few pints, a good Sunday session as well. It was it was a great time, like. Did he mention
3: any of the bit like stopping Man City when the league before a game, Mark Hughes?
2: Obviously, his man, yeah. he's Man United. No, no I, he, he's got an affiliation with them, really, and Because he, he, he was manager. He had, it was a bit weird. He had like Vincent Company in, in our dressing room, like shaking his hands. And, and I think he went outside to congratulate a few of them as well. And it was a bit like, it was a bit off putting, to be honest with you. Um, and then he's obviously made that comment. And he, I think he's gone, on, he's gone on Sky and he said, We will never, ever be in this position again that QPR will never be in this position again we're going one way and that's upwards and we're going this fella's lost the plot so he's see after you stood up he wasn't even like jumping a bit with the boys or that nah it's nah, he's, he, he's like he's emotional. like he's got no emotion it's weird uh, he's got no emotion but what to be fair The last someone anything with him as well to be honest what, what did
3: Joey say when you all got back in the dirt like could
2: you hear a laugh he, he wasn't there mate he wasn't there so he's we've gone in Where's Joe? Fuck's sake, where is he? we survived here. Like, get around him. Try and get an arm around him. Um, he's on the coach. He's on the coach in his own little world, fighting. <laughs> freaking God knows what's going through his head. He's listening
3: so to in. He's less than oh, in. Bad, yeah.
2: It's just he's his head butt in the wall. <laughs> so, like we're, we're trying to ring and say, Joe, come on, get in here. Have a, have a pint with the lads. And he's gone, nah, I'm not going in that dressing room with that freaking idiot. I'm staying here. So we like, sound, okay. So then we get on the bus. Having a few beers, and the few Man City players get on our bus, right? Because we've got a few French boys. I think Cisse celebrating with them at the end of the end of the whistle. When the whistle goes, he's he's on someone's back. He's like, "Go on!" I think it's Nazri. He's got um, what's Nasri, not he? Ah, uh, oh, well done, well done. So these lads get on our bus, which is the worst thing they could have done. Because you've got an angry Joey Barton in our bus, and these lads are getting on with their medals, trying to give it fucking high fives. And Joe's just gone, stood up, and gone, lads, if you're not off this fucking bus in 30 seconds, I'm going to launch every one of you through the windows. And they just gone, <laughs> out. <laughs> I love that
3: oh, yeah, must be brilliant day somebody in the dressing room like that told me that just says what he thinks. I mean, because yeah. you play with so many players, mate, and there's a handful that'll actually speak up for what they believe in, man. It must be brilliant day somebody like that in your, in your dressing room.
2: Yeah. I loved it I loved it I, I was all for it you know what I mean um, a, a lot of players melted a lot of players couldn't cope with the pressure that he brought the intensity um, and he, he rubbed a lot of players up the wrong way but ultimately he wanted the best for the team you know what I mean listen some some of the things he did and the way he went about it I, I'm not going to fully support but he, he has his way and he'll always he'll always give 100% he always wants the best for, for that club that he's at at that moment you see me saying, "Did you used to ever have me ding dongs that until?" No, nah, not really. Won't yeah. say train. No, it's probably in a in a game. In a game, if if he let a runner go, which he, he used to do every now and then, <laughs> a little shout. Or if I didn't pass him the ball, he'd say, "Hey, you're a League One player. Give the give the ball to the proper players."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love his shout as
2: well, man. That was one of his favourite. That was one of his favourite ones. You're a League One player, the ball to the Premier League players <laughs> 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 laughed, I loved it I loved that kind of banter it was funny hey, mate, I, people, think that's, people hate that sort of banter mate. I love that eh? I, I just think that's the old school it's the old school it's just <laughs> hey, just a bit of banter fucking yeah. hell it's funny it's funny man he's misunderstood right mate
3: next season money more money was pumped in Basingue Pat g
2: Fabio Remy Cesar all our schools I take it Oh lad. Um, so we've we've signed Rob Green, England goalkeeper, Redest, biggest reddest nose since this. <laughs> signed Rob Green, great lad, dry sense of humour, great lad. So we're sitting having a bit of breakfast. Comes on Sky Sports News, Julio Cesar signs for QPR. We just signed the England goalkeeper on fifty grand a week a couple of weeks ago. He knows nothing about this. So he's looking at it going, oh, what's going on here? Julio says our Brazilian legend signed for a QPR for 120 grand a week. So you've got two keepers on. Freaking massive money.
4: Wow.
2: It's just ridiculous. And then it's just a conveyor belt, a conveyor belt of players coming through. <clears throat> and there were some bellends. Who was the biggest bellend? The single was, was a bellend. It, it's fair, he, he's won everything. I mean, Champions League championships, but he came to us and wasn't asked. Wasn't asked. He was just turning up. He was crouching in his own Friggin areas. He wasn't asked. He was a disgrace, lad. And, and I think b- before before he came to us, I think the Chelsea dressing room because had that big core group, didn't
4: it? Yeah, Terry.
2: So I've it. said, hey, he needs to go. So I think they got fed up with him. Right. So he was doing stuff like that, QPR, we'll fill you in. Yeah, come in. We'll have you. Oh, you know, these lads. See, when he was acting like that, to so a client, Would you pull him up? No. It, the, the problem is that they didn't have respect for you. Right. Didn't have respect for players like me because obviously I was I was Championship standard all the way through. So, so for these lads to come in, <clears throat> and what you had is these lads coming in, and the good lads were leaving. So that core group of nuggets got bigger, and all the sheep started following them. Yeah. And it was only a small group of lads who, who cared about the club and wanted things done correctly, but that was too big for us to fight. Was uh, so were you hitting going into your work at that stage to a point? Yeah, to a point, I was, yeah. Mm. Um, because they, they were doing things off the pitch, they, they were getting private planes to Paris for a night out, you know what I mean? Like, or or things like that. I remember, remember Sean Derry speaking to Julio Cesar, and as Hula goes, how how how. How far do you drive in, Sean? He goes, oh, sometimes it takes me two hours on the M25. And he goes, two hours. Whew. So why don't you just buy a helicopter? <laughs> to Sean Derry. Sean Derry going, oh, buy a helicopter. That's the kind of level it went to, you know what I mean? I've played the boys who played with Sean Derry and said he's a top, top man. Great lad, man. Another one who can't handle the booze, though, side. Can't oh, yeah. handle it. Yeah, he just got he, he, all his muscles going, his body. So he just he's all skin. So he has a few pints and he just goes. He's just all skin, man. He's got no skeleton left. <laughs> oh, that big head would be, be able to absorb loads of drink, man. Oh no, no, his head go. His head's too heavy, and it, it falls forward. <laughs> and the body can't contain it. See <laughs> so the big players that came in. Was there anyone who was a, was a decent guy like Pat G? Surely Pat G Sung's not a bad guy. Like Pat G Song was. He didn't really speak much English, so. But he was a boss lad. He was, he was a good lad. But even he, even he, like, kind of lost his powers from Man United. So, everything that he was at Man United, he wasn't at QPR. Mm. So you think like he could run for fun? Parky's son.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, he couldn't even seem to do that for QPR. It was just mad. It's was just the whole group and the whole like collectiveness was was wrong. The energy was wrong. And even these good players that came in struggled there. It was fucking, it was bizarre. Was it like a toxic place to be in it? it was in the end, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was horrible, mate. It was horrible. And Mark Hughes didn't help. He didn't you help. He
3: like... sort of players, mate. You need a guy in charge who's going to bind everyone together, yeah. don't you?
2: Oh, You need, you need a disciplinarian. You need, you need to be that focal point. You need to control these players because if you don't control them, they'll just go off and do their own thing. Um, and that, that's the way it went. And we had a, we had a horrendous start to the Premier League. I think we got beat 5-0 at home to Swansea. After Mark you said, we'll never be in this position again. All the talk when we were doing player bonuses was, no, 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 we're, we're top six, top six, you can have your money, bottom half you can't. And we are like, lad, do you know we only survived because Stoke beat Bolton last year mm-hmm. and you're talking about European football? I said, you've lost your friggin' head. How do what? people lose their head like that? Is it just one football people, huh? isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was Mike Rigg, Mike Rigg, this fella, who was... Oh, freaking hell. He, he was terrible last. So he was negotiating with us uh, about, about player bonuses And he was, he was heavily Incentivising us On um, European football We're like Mike You are miles off it mate Miles off it So we ended up sticking To yeah. the one we yeah, had The like, yeah. year before <laughs>
3: <laughs> Right mate Hughes goes And Harry comes in You must have been buzzing again Another big manager Big name that you're going to be Playing under Harry Redknapp Was your initial thoughts
2: Great appointment. Yeah, because we thought everything Mark Hughes wasn't, Harry Redknapp would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, personality-wise, good lad. Um, Man-management style. Listen, tactically, you're not going to learn anything brilliant off him, but he's very much that old-school mentality. Like Neil Warnock, he's a manager. He's not a coach. You know what I mean? So he came in, but he inherited a shit show. You know what I mean I, I felt sorry for him mate he, he, he inherited a proper shit show too much money too many players um, we had a big collection of players that weren't even involved like just hanging around because mm. we couldn't pay them up, couldn't pay them off couldn't get rid of them so they were toxic you know what I mean and yeah, and it, yeah I, I felt for him I felt because he's come from Tottenham playing like managing <clears throat> Luca Modric Gareth Bale big Crouchy proper players and then come into a shit show that was QPR at the time. Would he have a go at these, these assholes <laughs> like Basingo in there? Nah. Nah. No. Yeah. Nah. not really. <clears throat> not really. Not really, mate. Yeah. mate I wish somebody would have Basingo's eyebrows, man. Happy. What, the, <laughs> what was that all about, man? <laughs> he was a strange fella, him. Strange fella. Couldn't get two words out of him. Very strange, lad. Mm-hmm. Very strange boy. But yeah, I felt for Harry. I felt for him. We, we couldn't control it and, and obviously we went down and then we had the championship year.
3: Charlie awesome! was the that Harry loved the horses where him and Charlie used to sit with the racing post. And I know.
2: The I think, see, I never really had that relationship with Harry. So right. I, I think he probably more, he had a better relationship with Charlie or Joe. You know what I mean? Like the, like the big boys on the team. I didn't really have that, that kind of contact with him. Um, which I didn't mind. You know what I mean? I was fine with it. But yeah, there's, there's a few stories about him where he, you, you go and knock on the office and he's got his feet up, got his feet up there. He's got the, he's got the racing on. He's got the racing post and his eyes pop open and goes, You're right, son? <laughs> but I mean, that was just him. He's just concentrating on the frigging racing rather than the fussy. Charlie says that he spoke to him more about racing than he did about football. <laughs> probably rice. Right. Probably rice. Right. That's probably all right, man. <laughs>
3: that Amazing, mate. So, as you say, mate, you got relegated and then you're straight back up Be the playoffs. Yeah. as tough a final as you're going to get against Derby is it Zamora that the next winner
2: Zamora scores the goal mate. Zamora scores the all important goal was that a long so, ninety minutes that winner it, it was but we've the beginning of that season we've flew out the blocks top of the league Steve McLaren was our coach then under Harry and everything was brilliant Harry was just manager Steve took everything training wise is he, is he brilliant Steve McLaren coach great coach good coach Real good coach, Steve. I I enjoyed working with him. Terrible bandit, but great coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, terrible accent as well. But um, he was a real good coach and everything was good because Harry could just step away, observe, have a little chat here and there. Steve McLaren left, I think, to go to Derby, I think. Mm. And then it started to crumble. You know what I mean? Kev Bond and Joe Jordan didn't really like each other. Really? They weren't the greatest of... Of cultures, you know what I mean Very old school And it just started To crumble a little bit And then we got Steve Blacken The psychologist Who, who worked with Joe And he was brilliant man He just got us together Got us together For those last five games um, Managed to get to Wembley And yeah it, I don't know how we did it But we did it mate. We found a way That, that was our little Kind of template Find a way Find a way And we did And you've got your man Steve uh, Fleetwood now Don't you Yeah we've got Steve now Great guy Steve He's working with us now So he comes in every, um, every now and then Just to give the lads A little talk And a little, a little chat And he's brilliant man Fantastic Loads of energy
3: then, mate, You spend big money again Going up to the Premier League Colker Much Fair Sandro Tell me they guys Were not as bad As the ones before
2: Sandro Like Sandro was, was a weird guy Like He'd he do all this MMA he do MMA in the change room, like, big, tough guy. You, what was he called? The Ant? What was he called? The Beast? He was called oh, the Beast one here at Tottenham, I think. Tottenham here. So, we're thinking, yeah, midfield general, have it. Yeah. Jay. No, nothing like that. He had nothing. He kept breaking down. Kept breaking down. Injuries, little hamstrings. And another one who probably played at the top elite came to us and struggled to play with, shall we say, lesser players or know what I mean? A different yeah. environment, a different atmosphere, a different pressure. Um, and, and he lost it. Stefan and Bia. friggin' hell. There's, there's, we're playing in this game at home. He's gone in for a challenge. Flipped on his back. And it's like he's, he's, he broke his back. He's screaming, ah, my back, my back. He's had to get carried off. He's got an ambulance. He's got a freaking ambulance to the hospital. We're still playing the game. He's tweeting in the ambulance going with a neck brace on going GPR fans don't worry I will be back next game. Oh, We're freaking playing here. We're still scrapping and he's, he's taking photos and tweets in an ambulance. Now, what goes through these guys' heads man? Eh? Oh lad uh, I don't know how we did it. Don't know Wait, how one, we did it. Hero,
3: one hero through that name so that I've heard is uh, Stephen Coker.
2: Mate. What Happens to Stephen Coker? Well what's that? What was the Christmas do? Okay, now we'll, we, we we've started early. Um, and he, he started on the tequilas like at about half 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And he sucked in a young, um, Asian lad, um, son, 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 his name was he was a left back, and he sucked him in to doing these tequilas. So by 12 o'clock, Yun's gone. He's dead. He's, he's, he's well out of it. Um, and then we're, 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 we're walking from bar to bar in London. It's a brilliant spot. Wandsworth. Wandsworth, the, the old um, the old swan in there. It's a class, class pub. Walking over the bridge. And Big Stephen's a big lad. And him and Joe are. Friction each other up. Uh, rubbing each other up the wrong way. <clears throat> and Joseph's had enough of him. And like, Stephen's just gone, go on then, we'll have it. So we're walking and Joseph's gone, bang, fuck off. Shoulder barge. Through the bushes Down near the river Poor Stephen's like Down at the bottom Like this <laughs> <laughs> Full of tequila He can't get up um, <laughs> But Steven, man Stephen's, Stephen had everything Cox He had everything As a player Yeah. But I just think Mentally at the time He was all over the place Is he, is he in Turkey now? Two of my he's best
3: mates Played at Dundee one well, mate And they yeah. said The exact same thing as you Like mate He is ridiculous But he's just a Total loose cannon yeah.
2: Yeah, his his life is 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 I don't know what's going on in his head, but yeah, you can't function as a football player mate, with all that going on. But I think he's turned the corner. I think he has. Fingers crossed, mate.
3: Uh, right, mate. Just the last wee bit on QPR. Obviously Ramsey Warner, and then Hasselbank comes in. Just a wee bit. What was Hasselbank like as a manager? Jimmy, tell not you
2: Yeah, big Jimmy. Hell of a left foot. Show it off in training every day. Still had it. Still had a frigging hell of a shot on him, like a rocket hmm. in shooting practice. Jimmy had for me is that he worked too hard he worked the lads too hard Monday yes. to Friday he worked them too hard so no days off no days off very rarely days off but you'd have two and a half three hour sessions so you'd be on your feet for three hours in, in a midweek on a Friday you'd be on your feet for two and a half hours and it was just too much it was too much and I get he probably wanted to like impress it was his first big job in the championship and he probably wanted to do things correctly, but he went about it the, too much the other way, and the lads just again, lost the legs when the games come along. miss. did he tell you stories? Though was he the same somewhat? Hughes? Oh, really? He had a little bit more about him. Uh, he had a bit more of a, a smile and a better personality about him. Um, but no, we won't tell you stories or anything like that. Not to me, anyway. But he worked. Who's, who's your best work man, He's, he's worked quiet. He'd work you hard, mate. He'd, he'd work okay. you too hard the other way. And, and, and you come to a game and you'd be like, I've got nothing left, agent. And then I don't think foreign managers realise how tough the games are in the Championship. Eh? Yeah. Sappy Tuesday,
3: Sappy, Sappy yeah.
2: But yeah, for three or four weeks on the bounce. You you don't need to train. You just exactly. need to tick along. Yeah. That's all you need. Who was your favourite manager, Glenn? Warnock? Yeah, I think overall it'd be Warnock. I, I loved Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie was good um, for the year I had him at Oldham. Um, but Neil Warnock overall was good for me. Real good. Just just for me personally, you know what I mean? He looked after me, looked after my family. Um, yeah, he'd be my number one. And then 35 you were when you finished at QPR. 36, 35? 36, I think, mate, yeah. You think he was talking it? Nah, nah. I felt like, good. You still love playing at uh-huh? her? I love playing. I loved it and I still felt good because I didn't play that much towards the end of my time at QPR. So, so my body was okay, you know what I mean? Um, and then yeah I've gone on holiday uh, to Dubai been released by QPR fucking gutted I've had six years there it's been brilliant I was gutted Um, get to Dubai I'm on holiday and I'm just scratching around really waiting for (laughs) waiting for a phone call and then obviously I get the phone call from Glasgow Rangers which was unbelievable mate I I didn't believe the first team that got in contact with you that summer was was Rangers uh it was a friend of mine Bradley Orr. He used to play with me at QPR. Yeah, right, back yeah, right back. yeah, good lad. Um, so he's run me, and he, he's become an agent, and he's had a few deals. I think he took Jordan Rossiter into to Rangers. So they were looking for a number four centre half, sort of backup, really. You know what I mean? So he said, "Listen, that there's a chance here that Glasgow Rangers will take you." And I'm on the other on the end of the phone on the balcony in Dubai, going, "Brad, come on, lad. We've known each other for a few years now. Stop taking the piss." Go, yeah. so, no, lad. I swear to God, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'll let you know in a few days. Push the phone down. So, obviously, I'm like, I'm buzzing. I'm thinking, Glasgow Rangers want me to go up there and, and, and be a part of that team. So, for the next few days, I'm like, I'm trying not to get myself too excited because I just think they're, they're going to bin me off. I'm probably fifth or sixth choice on the list. Get a phone call next couple of days and go, lad, it's on. It's on. And I've gone, what? goes, it's on. He said, when are you home? So I've got another week here in Dubai. He so said, when you get back home, fly up to Scotland, we'll get it done. So I've gone, lad, I want to fly home now. <laughs> I've got a week's holiday left with my kids and my family, and I'm thinking, I just want to get back <laughs> home. Oh, you see, after a week, after a week, you've ran out of things to speak to them about anyway, haven't I you? Know, I know, but I'm thinking, hey, they might change their mind. I want to get up there now and sign this before they change their mind. <laughs> did you see how we'll do it, or did you get a fight? No, no, I stayed, I stayed. Um, yeah, I couldn't do that to them, mate, freaking hell. We'll be divorced. Did you speak to Joey in that week leading up when you were in
3: Dubai because he'd already signed hadn't he?
2: Yeah, so I, I've, I've texted him a couple of times like, and um, he's saying lad, yeah, let's get up there and let's, let's have a good go sort the rest of him out and let's try and make um, a good push of it next season he was buzzing he was buzzing to go and play for that football club um, I can't tell his story because obviously he wants to tell it himself but yeah. I think he got told a few, um, a, f- a few lies and a few things that didn't materialise when he got there and that's when the shit happened. But I, I've landed in London. Got a flight up to Scotland. Landed in Glasgow. I'm at the carousel waiting for me bag. One of the girls from Rangers Media phones me. <clears throat> he goes, hi, Clint, how are you? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I said, I'm just outside. I'm waiting for it There's a few cameras here. So I've gone, okay, Sam. Thinking it's just Rangers Media. Yeah. Just do a quick interview, lad. I have walked in through gates open. I've walked through with me bag. And I've never seen... A scene like it. it was like George Clooney or Leonardo DiCaprio behind me, lad, or the paparazzi. Tsh, 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 video camera, Sky Sports put a, a, a microphone in my face, and I'm going, What the f is happening here? I mean, isn't I'm Clint Hill. Yeah, no, I'm that Clint Hill, that, man. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, to me, I'm just like, I'm Clint Hill here. I'm, I'm not like a freaking Lorenzo Amoruso or someone like that, a top player, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it was just weird, mate. Weird. Had, you, had you ever been up to Scotland, Clint, to watch a game? Had you ever? Did you know much about Rangers? Oh, I knew about them. I, I watched them all the time. I watched them all the time. You know, when, I was, when I was growing up, used to watch all the big games that were on TV. I knew they were a big club, mate. That, that's why I got excited.
4: Because yeah.
2: I, was, I was 37 years old, <clears throat> thinking, you know, I might get a League 1 here, League 1 or a League 2 if I'm lucky. Um, and then to finally get a chance to play for a super club, because so I've never really done that In terms of my career I mean, 52,000, 53,000 every week that, That's a different level, that. Different did, it level. Shock,
3: did it shock you just how big they are, Clint When you came up? Was it bigger
2: yeah. than you thought? Yeah, what, definitely
3: just Because of what, all the scrutiny And the media
2: and the intensity oh, man, you've, got, you've, got, you've got a full newspaper On football, haven't you?
4: Yeah You know what I mean?
2: Is, it's just back to front Bang, bang It's range of Celtic Range of Celtic Range of Celtic And it's a bubble It's a full-on bubble And it took me a while to adjust to it. It took me, I I, I didn't feel comfortable in it, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't feel comfortable playing for for such a big club. It took me a while to adapt to it. It really did. I struggled when I first started.
3: Would you get people coming up to you in the
2: street and stuff like that? Is that like the first time that's happened to you? Oh, it's mental. I'd I'd be walking down the street with my family and it's 50 50 who you meet, Sai, innit?
4: Yeah,
2: of course. You either get, hey, all right, big man, or hey, you, you fucking. (laughs) We (laughs) passed (laughs) it. <laughs> but see that sort of stuff, Clint. Does that not happen at clubs like Crystal Palace and QPR? Because London's oh. so big. Yeah, London's so big, so you can vanish, can't you? You mean yeah. you, you can go and do whatever you want in London. So yeah. it, it's even in Liverpool, Liverpool, Everton. It's it's not it's not that bad. Nah. You no, know I mean lads can roam around and, and have a freedom where in Glasgow, oh, the It's
3: crazy, mate. It's absolutely
2: crazy. Uh, Mark Mark Warburton. Uh, we impressed him when you spoke to him. He talks well. I've had him on here. I think he's a very good talker. Yeah, he is. He's, he is and he's he's got his own way of playing. He's got his own way of playing and listen, he's had a lot of success from it. Um Brent Brentford flying, didn't he? Brentford and even even at Rangers, listening, he was in the championship, the club was massive and it should have got promoted, but it did. He had to get it promoted and he'd done it in a good style, I think. So you get to the Prem, it's a different level. And I've always said once you put that blue shirt on, you're a target. Even if you put the other one on. So yeah. if you put the blue one on, you're a target, and, and you're coming up against players that you might think are not a great level, but they raise the game thirty percent because they're playing against a Rangers team. So you've got to combat that first before anything else, um, and that's where we were looking for that little bit of a plan B off mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where the football wasn't quite working, the pitches weren't great enough to do it. What else can we do? And I think that 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 kind of let him down a little bit. Was
3: it uh, was his goal, and you? The team's got to win the league at you. Did he make? have goals, or was it just we'll play how we play and we we'll see where we end up?
2: No, I think. Listen, you, you achieve, the, the, the achievement to do was always to try and close that gap as much as you can, which was hard. It was hard, mate, because Celtic were, were miles away. They had four or five years to to, to, to do what they want. Um, a lot of and investment. Brendan Rodgers as well. Yeah, exactly. So they're on a different level to where we were at that present time. So I think to get to kind of get maybe and it's the wrong way to talk, to get second maybe was was, was a hell of achievement. To get European um, European football as well was it was a massive aim so that the club could generate money. Mm. But yeah, we, we couldn't compete with Celtic, no chance. How is that? Team wasn't good enough, Sorry, mate. The team wasn't good enough. It wasn't built for to, to, to do that. Did you see that straight away, Clint? That the team wasn't good enough in training. Yeah, um, it's just a different. The intensity, the intensity for me was was quite low. Yeah, had a lot of young lads in there, a lot of good footballers. You know what I mean, and, and some real good kids. But I think when, when you play for one of those top teams in Glasgow, you need something else. You Need a little bit more. You need a character. You need you need a bit of nastiness because there's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. See there's that see that
3: lack of intensity in training. Where
2: does that come from? Does that come from a manager or does that come from players? Yeah, I, think it come from, I think it could come from both. To be honest, I think I think if, if if training isn't right and we try and do it at Fleetwood, then we drive the intensity. The coaches have got to drive it. Um, obviously, you'd love the players to do it, but
0: mm-hmm. I
2: think the group we had were a little bit, they were a little bit too matey. They were young, you know what I mean, and they didn't want to drive each other. So obviously, then you drove, you dropped Joe into the mix, who was. Very driven, uh, and wanted to do things correctly, and then he gets frustrated. You know what I mean? And then, and then whatever happens, happens, and he leaves. So, yeah, I think I think there's a mixture there, mate, of the intensity and the character to play for such a big club at a high level with all the pressure. Who did impress you when you first went? Who, who did you like? Um, I liked I liked Waldo. I thought Waldo was a good lad. Kenny Miller obviously was a top pro man. Top pro Kenny could still do it. Fit as worked in training like he played on a Saturday um, knew what it was knew what it meant to be a Rangers player you know what I mean so mm-hmm. he's one of those shining lights that you always looked forward to when I was 37 I was still looking at him going hey all day yeah.
3: great I uh, could Josh Windass give a paracetamol a sore head
2: he's a daft player, he? he's daft isn't he oh. he's daft he's, he <laughs> he's just sends off, me, he sends me pictures now of his 5k runs and everything I'm like sod off Josh Send me one of the other day of a rollerblading. I'm like, hey, you've lost the plot, you lad. Don't <laughs> he me a good, player, was he good Josh, yeah, yeah, as your player huh? Josh, Josh is a good player. Josh is a good player. Another one who probably going to Rangers as early as he did wasn't good for him, if you know what I mean. Because you come from Accrington Stanley, a few thousand go to a, a hotbed like Rangers as a young kid, you need to hit the ground running or people are on you. I, I felt that myself. Mm. So I think he found that whole environment a little bit tough, um, and I think I, I think he, he still loves it there. He still loves. He still talks really highly about the place. And I think if he ever got the chance to go back, I think he would. Yeah, so do he I. Think he, in he would. In be a it. better frame of mind, wouldn't he? How was that first game walking out with the fifty-three thousand? Oh, still getting the old goosebumps. Oh them? yeah, yeah. Well, we used to, used to go um, Drive your car along the side of the stadium, didn't you? At the pitch, leave it there, and they'd take it to the car park for you. So I drove in for the first time. Because when I signed I didn't, I didn't go to the, to the ground I just went to the training ground
4: Yeah
2: The first sign Was I think we played Could we play Peterhead or something like that in a, in a league cup I think One of the yeah, first you're games that, I fucking played Nah you didn't Where were you? On the bench <laughs> <laughs> right, I was outstanding that day. The ten others were shite <laughs> You scored two didn't you? I did yeah Somehow mate Somehow yeah What so, was that header? Oh, of course of uh-huh. course, I had nothing else about me, lad, did I? There you go, mate. See, if you're struggling and you want to turn your season in, just play against me and I'll fucking turn your. I'll turn <laughs> my season yeah, I've, I've done the same to a few strikers as well, that I've got some strikers good news <laughs> lose me. Uh, what <laughs> the first, uh, Sorry, go on, you go, mate. Oh, no, it was great, 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 great time, great place, great stadium. I think they, the first game, proper league game, they do the unveiling of, uh, of a championship, don't they? I think that's tradition. So they had all that for the championship. Um, and yeah. It was it was special, man. Special. It took me a, that, it took me a while to get used to it. See that game? I don't know if you
3: remember. Do you remember there was a wee ginger guy in the middle of the pitch for us? He was asked to man Mark Barton, and uh, he smashed Joey Barton within twenty minutes and got red carded. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, Barton, and Joey Barton's done that to him after he's red card.
2: Oi, ginger pubes, fuck off! did <laughs> <laughs> Joey, like the Joey, ended up taking him on a little merry go round, run all over the pitch, didn't he. So I've got right, this you had him over at left back. back You had him over right, right back He were just yeah, taking them anywhere yeah, Come on son You're coming with me You used to take him All around the pits Didn't
3: he <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous man uh, yeah. Right mate need to talk. I know you'll not like it But you're on the bench For the five, defeat. Yeah. defeat
2: like, Yeah How hard was that Watching for the side Yeah Pain Painful, painful. Obviously it's your first um, Old firm Experience Like I said I went to Rangers Mark <clears throat> Kind of said to me Listen you're back up You'll be a backup Defender I think they tried to get Jolian Lescott in uh, during that time, but I think he failed a medical. He ended up with Senderos at the time. So I think I was kind of third or fourth choice at the time. So I was on the bench and it was a massacre. It was a massacre, mate. They, they had too much for us. We weren't good enough. And five, yeah, five-one, was it? Five-one, yeah. Goal, lad. Horrendous score, Horrendous. Got somebody got sent off, didn't they? Is it was, S- Senderos Senderos was it Phil? Senderos got sent off, that's right, yeah. uh-huh. Yes, Sanderson. I think he ended up, I don't know what he did, I think he put, he ended up playing Joe at the back or something. That's right. Yeah, I think he did. So, yeah, I was just sat on the bench just thinking, what the hell was happening there? You, you, all the Celtic fans are behind you, banging on the frigging dugout, giving you shit. You know what I mean? Just, there's just nowhere for you to hide, is there? Nowhere. <laughs> and what was the dressing room like after that, Clint? Five-win defeated. Like, horrible. Horrible, yeah. And who'd be having a go? Would, would Mark Warburton be one that would have a go at the boys? He never really raised his voice, Mark. Never really raised his voice. It was all kind of um, thoughtful, you know what I mean? He was a developer, Mark. He, so he, he liked the young kids around him, you know what I mean? So he can develop them, um, criticise them in the right way. He never liked to, to point fingers and, and make people feel small, you know what I mean? He always tried to be, do it in the right way. Um, but Kenny Miller, Waldo, people like that, Joey obviously, yeah, it, it wasn't a nice dressing room to be in. My, and it, it kicked on then for, for a few weeks after that. Would you, would you have your sit? I was on the bench. I was on the bench. So it's hard, to, it, it's hard to give a point of view when you've not been involved. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah.
2: I, I've been on the other end of it when someone spoke up and like, hey, shut up, you weren't even playing.
4: Mm. You
2: know what I mean? But I, I'd, I'd have a few chats privately with people like on, on the Monday or something, you know what I mean? Just, just to, to try and see how they are in that book
3: see what you said there about Mark Warburton see if you are going to manage like you say one of the big big clubs do you think you need to have that switch in you that you can pull up yeah. the bigger players
2: yeah I do definitely I think you need you need that little shock players need a little shock I think if everything's one got my cat coming in now look what's this here what's this look at this here Oh, she's a belter <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I think you need that little shock um, because if everything's one tone and, and one level you get a bit comfortable. So needs you know. that, there needs to be that little bit of fear, there, doesn't there? Yeah, I do as well. I do. I do because if if you see a manager losing it every now and anything, fuck, oh, he's pissed off. So I must have been bad. Yeah. Where everything's like this, you never really learn if you if you're good or bad, do you?
4: No.
3: See with the Joey Barton incident, obviously they don't want to talk about because it it's Joey's story. But yeah. was that the beginning of the end for, for Warburton?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was. I think it was. Um, just just the lads were leading up to I think the lads were kind of always talking about the they the, the beat them in the League Cup didn't they or something in the, yeah, Cup they final they in the semi there and they were always talking back to that about going hey, we beat them last year so you know, man, it was like a, a badge of honour which it should have been but it should have been put to bed because it's a new season and we need to kick on and be even more ruthless but they always kept reverting back to this, this win and Joey that, that used to rub them up the wrong way you know what I mean? He said that was last season. He said they were a bag of shite last season. They got Brendan Rodgers in this season. They're a different level. We need to match it. Um, and, and then it, I think it just kicked off from there. One thing is, we never did defensive work. <clears throat> we never worked on defensive work with Mark. Wow. That, that was a big point of concern for us. You know what I mean? So we do loads of attacking free kicks, uh, corners, and we never do a, a defensive corner. And that. That would that rile Joe up one day and he goes, Why are we uh, practicing our defensive corners? So we don't do that here. He said, Well, maybe we fucking should. He goes, No, 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 we don't do it here. And there was a, about a conversation for 45 minutes about that, why we should do it and why we shouldn't do it. It was just madness. Like, Defensive corners may have done in League Two, but the bottom team in League Two. We didn't, we we, we didn't mate, and we just didn't do it. I used to speak to Davey Weir and say, like, why, why are we working on it? Why are we doing this stuff? Because Davey was a top defender. So yeah. I wanted to work with him. He said, we just, we just don't do that. So we're all about the football. We're all about passing, keeping hold of the ball, working teams. And I'm like, fucking you need something else. You need something else. So if you were to look back to see what was missing for that team, would it be
3: stuff like that, the defensive set pieces, the 10 training?
2: I just think it's, yeah, you need a plan B. Listen, we play some good football at times, but you go to a place like Inverness, Hamilton, know what I mean? Like, on the plastic... Football you need to be solid. You need to be compact. You need to, to scrap out a 1-0 win, win. It's not all about getting 800 passes and, and making things look good. Um, and I just don't think we had that. I just don't think we had that that, that, that year. We didn't work on it. We didn't, we didn't use it enough. I always thought if, you, if you're strong and you're compact and you had good players, you had a good chance of winning the game. It's not all about keeping the ball. No,
4: definitely.
2: Um, but unfortunately... Yeah, Mark was all about his way, which is fair enough. You know what I mean? It's fair enough. A lot of managers, a lot of coaches don't have an idea. He has got a clear idea of what he wants to do, so fair play to him. It's that old word. He's got a philosophy, mate. Load of rubbish. Anyway,
3: Crankjar, um, I need to ask you, mate. How good is Crankjar? Like, see, he did fit for Rangers. And yeah. he made a massive difference, wouldn't
2: he? Yeah, he would. Have, he would, have, he would have, I, mean, I had him at QPR, and, and some of the things he did was was special, so... Uh, obviously him going up there It was his kind of stage You know what I mean Yeah that was Big crowd Big big stadium He could My be guys. the main man Yeah he could be the main man But he could just never get going Could never get going Could never stay fit There was glimpses of, of magic from him But I, I just think he, he wasn't fit enough To do it on a weekly basis man He struggled unfortunately What of the guys he? Top lad he? top lad, Yeah brilliant lad Loves the red wine Loves going out for a meal with the lads, socialising. He might even have the odd Siggy here and there. You know what I mean? Good he was the top boy, like, top boy. Who would, be the,
3: group, who would be the group that you would have a bit with at Rangers?
2: You no, know I, I was thinking about it before. It was different. It was a young group. So the Rob Keenans, the Wes, the Weses, the Foresters, people like that kind of congregated together. You know what I mean? And done their own thing. Yeah. And the, the very few times I did go out, I'd go out with Joe Garner who's fucking brilliant. What Is a it? lad. He's a great lad, mate. Great lad. But we, we never went out a lot because I was always wary of, you know, it, it'd only take one daft thing and it'd all go off. You no know, in Glasgow. So I was very yeah. wary. I picked me times about going out, but me and Joe went out a couple of times and that boy can drink, lad. That boy can drink. Where, 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 can you remember where you went there? We went to Bar 29, lad. Oh, 29, Bar 29? Bar oh, 29? Yeah. Got looked after in there. Oh, there. Special, but I had to tell I had to tell the girl behind the bar to stop serving Joe Garner. I had said, listen, do not ever serve him again because we are having a combo." Turned round and there was 30 Jaeger bombs lined up. There's only three of us going out. There's only three of us going out. He's my favorite guy. I'm like, Joe, what are you doing, lads? I would be sound a bit cracking like this. Come on. <laughs> Well, he then tried it. to order again he tried to order another round and I said hey no come to me don't don't, don't go to him <laughs> oh you could drink him under the table for a big man can you I love a baby like yeah. it, I love a baby but can't do 30 eager bombs like that freaking hell I want that's to enjoy it, that's mate. suicide mate that's suicide mate on <laughs> right mate Graham Murray took over how did you think he handled it I thought he'd I thought he'd done okay mate I thought he'd done well he um he worked on things in training that we we haven't worked on before, defensive work, structure, uh, brought a bit of a smile back to the place as well. Um, he, was put, he was put in a difficult situation, wasn't he? But yeah. I thought he handled it well. He's another thought, one that kind of just
3: seems like he's he just, uh, looks like a good coach now, but maybe not got that switching in
2: him. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think he's, he's a brilliant academy coach and I think he's doing wonders at, at Rangers now yeah. um, from, from some of the stories I've heard. But it's different going to first team management. It's different. But I thought he handled it really well. Um, he looked after the lads he got the lads on board um, and it was a difficult job for him because the scrutiny is massive and the amount of bloody interviews you have to do as a manager there you just want one slip of word and they're on yet a headline isn't it yeah is it for soon for, for, for you Clint because obviously
3: if you could have maybe done that a wee bit better if you're doing well in Glasgow it's the best best life in the
2: world but if you're on the other side it, it, it must be so hard it's hard it's hard mate I mean I struggled there for the first few months. I, I, I always, I always say I did. I couldn't cope with it. Um, I was struggling to to play with the footy, the size of the, the stadium the, and the people, uh, the pressure. Uh, but then I just made, I just made a, an effort one day to go. You know what? You're not going to please everyone here. Not going to please them. This, this club's massive. It's had legends throughout the game. You're never going to be at that level to compare to them. So they're always going to get people who are going to think that you shouldn't be there. So I just said, enjoy it. Give everything you've got. Get out on that pitch and just do what you do. And if it works, it works. And I started to enjoy that last kind of six months. Is it mad that you're a, you're like a hero Rangers fans on? Is that, is I, that it, a, that's I, can't I can't cope. I, I don't know where I, I was only there a year I, and I was we were a bang average team, um, but the, they're, they're a special group of fans, lad. I mean, when I was at Carlisle I me mean, last year, they used to come down in hundreds and watch. You know Rangers, know what fans and Carlisle, what you used to be. 40 or 50 every week come down if there wasn't a game for Rangers and they'd watch Carlisle play in League 2 you know what I mean and they would have a beer and a chat after the game it was they're just brilliant lad. they're brilliant but all, I think all they ever want is someone who's going to wear that shirt with pride give everything they've got um, and represent the fans on the pitch you know what I mean and, and, and towards the end of my career there that's all I wanted to do Best feeling it must have been scoring again set it away oh, um, what, do, what do you remember of the goal? rescued me that yeah rescued me that didn't he? <laughs> um, yeah I can just remember obviously we were we were one nil down at the time weren't we um, Cross came in went out to Tav he'd done a little jink Emerson got the ball hit a great shot and I just done my John Aldridge mate just copy John Aldridge from back in the day you know what I mean just follow things in and i just creep round the back and I just thought just get a fucking sweet strike on this no matter what part of the body it is yeah. just make sure it's your sweet and it hit my shin, and it just flew into the back of the net, lad. And um, yeah, the noise was was something else, man. That that was probably one of the last games where it was seven, eight thousand away fans. I think. what it? it was. Uh, that's right. It's not the same now, which is a shame. But the the, the uproar and the the fans and the the, the poor girl behind the, the goal mate, she was giving me some shit, there The Celtic fan. What? Your... Oh, she was giving me some shit, there, lad? Like, Have you seen her face? Oh, what? Some of the things coming out of her mouth, she shouldn't even know at that age.
3: <laughs> it's unbelievable isn't it what, uh, is not whats that the best atmosphere you've played in yeah
2: yeah no matter what I mean listen <laughs> we, we had a shit time in Old Firm when I was there but the, the the games and the atmosphere the build up Jesus Christ the build up something else like a week before you'd, you'd be in Tesco shopping and someone would be going hey we need to do them bastards on Saturday and that would be it through the week or you go for a coffee hey we need to do them bastards Saturday so just the whole build-up of it is special. And then see, you step maybe, off... Sorry, when you go, mate, sorry. So, so when you step off the bus at Celtic Park, and um, all the fans are there giving you a nice greeting, throwing coins at you, spitting at you, telling you what you are. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know you're in for a proper game. Like. see, even at 37, like, would you still get nervous playing their games? Yeah, yeah. Because you knew how much it meant to the people. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you, you wanted to do your best and... You wanted to, you wanted them, them fans to go home with a smile on their face because it's been a shit few years for them. Um So you just wanted to, to give them a little glimmer. <sighs> Unfortunately, we only had frigging a draw out of them, I think, at, at the games I played. And yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that goal and that draw at their place was a little glimmer. Obviously, it's not a win, but it was a little glimmer of hope. You know what I mean? then better, it not And then. The news comes that Pedro Cuchinho's got the Rangers' job.
3: Now, me sitting outside, I was thinking, why has this guy got the Rangers' job? <laughs> you, as a player, thinking the
2: exact same. Didn't know who he was. Didn't know his background. Um, but the whole build-up to it, we think, we need a Rangers man in here. You know what I mean, We need someone who knows the league, who knows what the, the atmosphere is, who knows what the expectations are. So, for me to get some unknown fella in who's never experienced that before was, was a big risk. A big risk. Um, and it turned out that way, to be honest with you. Could you, tell, could you tell straight away he was a bit off it? Like, he was a bit, he was a bit mad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So, so, I mean, some of, the, some of the press conferences were, were mad, weren't he? Like, so, some of the quotes he did, he, he was bloody... caravan and the dog, weren't it? He was a goldmine for the local media, like, wasn't he? Uh-huh. Some of the things he said. Um, training was weird. Um, all kind of this periodisation stuff. Uh, we, we'd go out in the morning, do half an hour on something. Then we'd come back in for a couple of hours. Then we'd go back out, and you're like, "You can get all this in one session, you know." Yeah. It's, it was just very weird. It was, there was like loads of plyometrics, metrics, passing the ball, running through cones, um, player metrics into a one v one or two v two, and it was just—I don't know—it was too complicated. It was too complicated, and he's—he um, wasn't good with the language, so with that as well, it was just fucking carnage. Like it was yeah, the boy. The boys have a field day with that mate. and it's even. When- oh yeah uh-huh. that's, that's it the, the, the language barrier was, was, was a big thing for him Mason yeah it, it just yeah it just wasn't the right fit wasn't the right fit Mason. was his meetings no? I think he had quite a few weird meetings didn't he, um, he he's, he's put this he's put this presentation on one game and I'm, I'm, I'm to this day I still think it's the presentation he did for the job right yeah. that he's given the board I swear to God I think it is right. it's all fireworks it's all gleaming the, the shots of the stadium players, trophies, the Rangers history. <clears throat> and I'm going, he's definitely give this to the board. Um, and then he's got into his style of play. So he was in, where was he? Qatar or something like that? Yeah, Qatar. Yeah. So he's got these lads playing footy and passing the ball saying, lads, this is how I want us to play football for Glasgow Rangers. And we're like, Lad, it's 90 odd degrees out there. It's walking football. No one's putting any pressure on you. You know what I mean? Uh, and somebody's going to be smashing you, mate. Lad, like, we could still play at that level now, and we're yeah. sat there going, "He doesn't know what it means to put that blue top on, to go to an away ground. You're not going to get it that easy." And yeah. it was just too blinkered, mate. Too blinkered. He lost that. I, the I heard
3: that about the presentation. There was always fireworks and like money signs
2: oh, coming. Fireworks, bang, bang bang! The lads were like, "Frickin', how's what's going?" On? It was better than the actual talk. <laughs> did you did you have the chance to stay under him, Clint, or was it definite that you were going nah, to go? Nah, to be fair, spoke to Warbs and and Davey before they left, um, and they were talking about maybe getting another six months a year. Um, but obviously they left then, and then Pedro's called me in before the Hearts game, which was my last game. And he's gone. I, I don't think we we want you here next season. I said, well, all right, okay. Can I, can you explain why? He's gone. We we don't think you can um, we don't think you can get the ball and pass out from the back uh, and play the football that we want to go do- go. I went you fucking taking the piss. Was no I just don't think you can you can play the football that we require. And I'm like lad you're fucking miles off it. And then he's gone hey he's gone but I, I need you I need you to play for me for these next three games is that okay? I've gone yeah I'm a fucking good pro so don't you worry about that but don't disrespect me like that. So, I've ended up playing in that, that Hearts game. I think we won 2-0. I got man of the match. I thought, big fuck you to him, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I pulled my calf and I couldn't play in the last couple of games. So, that, that was my last game for them now. But, yeah, I don't know if that was a language barrier thing, the way, the way he tried to explain it. But that, that was part for me. Yeah, that was just one of, yeah, that's just one of the problems he, he had. And I, I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me.
3: Uh, as I say, how big you are at Rangers, mate. Like, do you, do you wish that you'd maybe gone there earlier on in your career?
2: Imagine, imagine being, imagine being twenty six, <clears throat> twenty seven in the glory years, lad, where they're, they're top boys, the winning leagues, the winning trophies. You, you just float around Glasgow, mm. wouldn't you? Yeah, Pretty yeah. much like the, the probably the Celtic boys are now, wouldn't they? They, they? they're idolised and they're probably floating on fresh air around Glasgow, where yeah. you, you, you can only imagine what it was like when, when Rangers were at the top. They must have been idolised, mate, special times Because it's a fucking great club, lad I loved it, great club I wish I was younger I wish I stayed longer But just to get the chance, mate To wear that jersey was was something special Just last question mate. How do you look back on your career? You know, I done well I done well For for what I had In terms of ability, talent I got every, every last bit out of myself, mate And that's what makes me proud You know what I mean? I never give up, always kept going and I got the most out of myself, so yeah, wish I could do it again, mate. And last thing, Jibri Cise, up yeah. Hey, my nose, Jib. You owe me a new nose job, lad.
3: (laughs) Clint, what a man.
2: I loved it. Thanks very much, mate. Pleasure. Take care.
1: At Audi, we believe you deserve the best of both worlds. Experience the power of petrol with the efficiency of electric with the new Audi Q5 TFSIE plug-in hybrid. Cover everyday journeys in electric mode or go further with an effortless switch to the petrol engine. The new Audi Q5 TFSIE plug-in hybrid is part fuel, part electric, all Audi. Audi Vorsprung durch Technik.
0: Come home to ultra-fast broadband and Sky's best-ever Wi-Fi for our lowest-ever price from just €30 a month. So you can now play games, stream music and download movies at ultra-fast speeds for less than ever before. To switch from just €30 a month for 12 months, search Sky 30. Availability subject to location. Set up these terms and conditions apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds.